right, here we are with Fellowship of Cybertron season, or Transformers Fellowship of Cybertron season two, episode two. We're in November 2019, and I am Devin playing The Horizon, and to my left, we have X playing Y. I'm Tyler, I'm playing Amble, who is the Lantern. Ian playing Rover the Collector. Peter as Fight of Nullspace, the Angel. Mark as Jackamo, the Halfling. Kevin had a shift switch and will not be coming until probably later in the session, considering it's only an hour till he gets out. We will just ambush him into it, maybe. <laughs> Alright, gang, recap what happened last time in episode one. As was prophesied, we fought a Kraken. Did happen. Did happen. A terrifying space cracker. Made new friends along the way. One. Precisely one. Yes. You made a friend? Yeah. I made a friend. Remember? A oh, friend? Yeah. And there was that little cute alien with uh, all the little uh, acidic blood and the, the, it was just adorable. Oh. oh, yeah. I mean, that's all yeah. the aliens for us. No, but for real, Tyler made a friend. Amble made a friend. Like, he found a little Autobot, the Minicon. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ketchup. Comrade. Nice. Yep. We found the gear option. <laughs> He's a companion. I thought you were referring to how we fought uh, Waspinator. Waspinator, and it's like I don't know if we can qualify him as a friend. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I forgot you guys found the Alcumar. Yeah. yeah. We saved some people. Then we fought some Kraken. Wasminator was there, and then they left. We learned that those Kraken things exist, and they're terrifying. And there's like a whole fleet of them. They're out there. So. In space. That's a thing. We built a colony ship. Yeah, we saved some squishy life forms. Yeah. With us blood. So I'm slowly starting to narrow in on how space works. And I know that your standard spiral galaxy, the one we're currently in, is about 100,000 light years across. Mm -hmm. So it would take 100,000 years to go from end to end, right? At 1C, yeah. which your ship basically can do, but not yeah. really. Like, don't think about it. So I just need to, to get, get smaller sample sizes from that to figure out how much time it takes to go from like solar system to solar system, cluster to cluster, and we can kind of start gauging how much time's really passing for y'all. You know, as far as things that are yeah. more concerned. Yeah. Long so, downtime. We're almost there. There we go. So I titled today's episode, because we have an episode list, uh, Supply Chain. Oh. Okay. Supply Side Jesus? Yes, Supply Side Jesus, Nicole. Supply Side Office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, supply Side Premise. Uh, our school supplies. <laughs> See, they're there to be our language. Mine and Tyler's. <laughs> oh, Tyler's slowly being grouped in with you as the money people <laughs> who don't understand music. It's just noise. It's unstructured. It isn't organized or sorted by loudest to smallest sound or slowest then, to fastest. Then I sorted your track. <laughs> you sorted the track itself, so it's just like quiet, slow, quiet, fast noises and... Yeah. It's slow, loud, it's just progressions of scales. It's like a well, like ramping up. I mean, uh, I was saying, there are some, like videos like, oh, these are the sorting algorithms, and you know, they are some that are not so nice. <laughs> God damn. I should get that for this game because you guys are awesome. 
So, this is sometime after you dropped um, that colony ship off wherever you dropped it off at, and took to the stars again, to the void. This is an amount of time later. I know you guys all stopped by the bar to have a drink and did your uh, your meal. That happened last session, right? Uh, no, I don't think we did it. Oh, well then... There's a slam sound as the, the bartender throws, like, your, your drink cups down to the bar and, like, you know, quickly flips them across to you guys. It's, it's a very quick smash cut. Smash cut, drinks down, slide them down. You know, the hissing sound of the oil and the energon drums sealing and reseal, unsealing and resealing. So whoever needs to fill their bellies... Fill them. Uh, who wants this spare? I did. I needed to take one. Well then, have it, I guess. Rock, rock, cross off your food. Om nom nom. Because that's your energon stores. Uh, actually, it really takes the rest off. Uh, I actually just realized my food, I only have two of them, and I'm like, that's usually low for halfling. And then I remembered something. Half oh, your gear went away? No, well, no, no, giant. I need to keep one thing. Uh, no, uh, what I remembered was that, yeah, the, the halfling pack lunch feeds three people. So oh. two people don't have to actually, uh, yep. though I might need one later. You get to keep one item, I thought it was going to be my weapon, but then I remembered, I can't lose my weapons because yeah. they're dwarven. dwarven. So, then didn't you so lose you, all your you items feed, because... I said, but you're allowed to keep one item. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to keep my weapon, but I can't lose my weapon. Yeah, it's impossible uh, to separate from they're, If they're dwarven made, they're literally just Mjolnir from the comics, where you just put your hand out and they show up. That's if nice. you feed me, then I save a bunch of food, and I can use Workaholic with food, cool. and that's really yeah. useful for yeah. everybody. Nice. If that sounds fair sure. to everybody yeah. else. Feed three people. I, I'm not uh, hurt, so I don't need to eat. So you're all sitting down at the bar in your ship's mess hall. Yep. Autobot soldiers, uh, you know, your crew are walking back and forth. They're taking care of still bringing the ship out of mothballs from the intergalactic journey you took. Okay, yeah. I'm going to pull out a little hip flask and pour some energon into my energon. Like, yeah, I'm just going to spice this up a little. <laughs> Yo, Boilermaker! I was just going to say, wait, isn't why you're eating also energon? You're just putting two listening No, they're slightly different. It's an allegory, <laughs> goddamn you. <laughs> Yeah, my character just saluting, takes out a, a, a thing of uh, a rolling bot and uh, gives like a, a nod to uh, Boilermaker for partially for making the, the beer and also partially for saving his rear end. That did happen. You know, it was only out there for, for I think, a couple uh, a, cu a couple of solos, but the I gotta say, it's like everything I have just sort of went flying. That'll do it with space, boss. Raketa would like a drink. Ah, uh, sure, Raketa. Just snaps out of your wrist. Walks it over to one of the, the, the normal size cups and starts trying to lift it up. Junk, 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 junk. That's amazing. He's like, uh, he's like, I get one drink. <laughs> and now I'm drunk. <laughs> he just kind of sticks his like little mono-eye head in there. Hey, that's a spirit. You gotta make up for a lot. Uh, you gotta make up for a lot of last time, eh? Together we share tragedy. Together we share joy. Hey, very specific the joy way to say till all are one. 
So yeah, you're sitting around in vague silence. Yeah. Just kind of mulling over what happened in the battle and everything. Just Yeah. Yeah, that uh, wasp potato was a lot tougher than the last time I remember. I'll still go down like every other Decepticon. We did yeah. pretty good until we got tossed off the off the ship there. I didn't like all the things infesting him. Like that was. You made that kind of your bag. Yes, but I don't want to do it for us. Like you put it in a jar. Yeah, <laughs> I study it to see if it could be of use to us, but. After watching that, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of yeah, fair point. Uh, I don't know how much that stuff is Decepticon garbage. Yeah, yeah, they probably aren't as good as I am. It's true. <laughs> You're vaguely aware of the tech is using its pretender shell tech. Yeah. So uh, how's the tagalongs doing? We dropped. Yeah, we we dropped. Them oh, we already dropped them off. That was they're, they're gone. Yeah. Okay. They're you taken off. Job well done. No. Kept a few plants and things, but nothing. No living. None of the sentient ones stayed. Yeah. All right. Well, I think then, unless you guys got anything else you want to talk about, we'll start the long journey. Okay. You uh. Your, your navigator or whoever's currently man the navigation panel points out that they're picking up deep space telemetry from a nearby local group, and they think it might be Cybertronian. Okay. We'll check it out. Yeah, it's going for a few seconds for some reason. It's gonna take a <laughs> gonna take a few work shifts. Go down one thousand years later. <laughs> right. So yeah, let's start off a long journey. Who would like to begin? Set up a scenario and then ask other people what happens during it. I'll start. Um, what's your character's name? Rover. Rover. So Rover, while you are cleaning your terrariums, uh, you discover that there are some stowaways. Oh. How do you deal with that? Organic stowaways or? Yeah. Oh. Thinking organic stowaways. Yeah, <laughs> define, define level of sentience. Well, I mean, um, yeah, if these weren't sentient, they would just be. That's know, fair. I think sentient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess that's so fair. Stowaway implies yeah, so, like, so some of the so, astronauts. So some of the astronauts from the other thing stayed. Yeah, they were like, okay. yeah, there wasn't enough room on the ship for everyone, and so we just figured there was plenty of room on this one, maybe. Fair. Um. Okay, so I'm looking like cloaking so, for them. It's exactly like now, in Lovecraft when they talk about describing Rilia and like the old Elder God cities being too big for people. It's literally what these people are doing with you guys. You're too big for them. So now I do have a question about my terrariums, because I don't think we fully nailed this down. Yeah. What size are they scale-wise? Alright, on us briefly pause. And we're back. Okay, yeah. So we figured that the, the smallest of you are about four times the size of a human being-ish. Also, yeah. mass for being made of metal and stuff. So, I think humanoids, average humanoids, come to about just below your knee. Yeah. Okay. Middle which, of the shin, which means my terrariums are. I have several acres, probably, and then stacked yeah. many stories high. People cubes. So, yeah. You just come in like one Cybertronian room into a people room. 
basically. Probably, yeah. Um, okay, so the stowaways are... Astronauts. Astronauts, That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found like a dozen of them or so, probably. I don't know, Tyler, how many do you think? Uh, I think more than that. You found like a little colony. Oh, a whole colony, okay. So I assume they're, because they did, we had set them up, we were pulling their colony ship, and then I had set up one of my terrariums as a colony for them, I believe, is what we had agreed on earlier, because their colony ship couldn't hold all of them or something? I think, no, you guys expanded it to do Okay, we did? You you, you used cheap metals and you ripped all the guts because all you did was put it on your ship. So it's quite impressive that they managed to make it to my terrarium. Yeah, they had hookups to the Energon tank, I think. Yeah. They they probably just snuck along through like little cracks and like support rails. Because decades just, you know, cut through the hole and... Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, hasn't it been like a really long time too? This might not even be the first generation. No, 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 this would definitely not be the first generation. Because this actually, <laughs> evolved, it's, it is the Cyber Father, the Savior! <laughs> it might be interesting to not let them know that you know they're there and just keep an eye on them. <laughs> like, yeah. As an observer. Because they're. Because our atmosphere is toxic to them, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's impressive how they've met. Yeah, <laughs> spacesuits of. I guess, I guess you did set up a terrarium for them for fun, and they just moved in. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, if there's a whole like colony a there, I'm... Yeah, I'm gonna go up to one of them, like, kind of look in on them. Just, <laughs> you just loom over the entrance? No, like, not... I'll, I'll come in as, like, a rover form, oh, so that they... Uh, in my disguised form. <laughs> that way they don't see... And I, I, I assume... I don't fully fit in the terrarium. I mean, I mean, I probably just fit in the terrariums because I'm flatter and I mean, wider. I mean, yeah, if the terrarium was like a box to ship you in, if it was the bot, the toy you came in, that kid's going to convert into a terrarium full of little people. Of course, you have a yeah. little door just for yourself. Yeah, like I, I would design it so I, I like just fit because when I like yeah. transform, I'm much flatter. Yeah, I'm probably in. I'm probably only like six feet tall transform, yeah, but I'm wider. You're compact. Yeah. Um, maybe 12 feet tall, but, you know, much, much shorter. And, yeah, I'll just roll in to this terrarium. It's gonna come, kill it! (laughs) And just kind of poke around, like, just, just observe them as I'm, like, kind of driving on the outskirts of it. Their society hasn't devolved, but they basically adapted to be pre-industrial. Okay. So the terrarium had a lot of flora and fauna that was kind of like their planet. So it's a lot of Robinson, Robinson Crusoe going on. You know, they have the places to live. They have farms. They have houses that are slightly bigger by the farms where the people who manage the farms and take care of the food live. Um, you know, clothes, a little bits of industry, textiles. Okay. They still have tech, but it's rapidly becoming useless. That's fair. Um, yeah, because this would be several generations I, I don't think it's been that. that well, yeah, because you had to get to the planet, then you're yeah. on the planet. So, yeah, actually, no, no, that's fair. Yeah. It could be a couple generations that they've been here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull on up and see what they do as I get a little closer. Alright. Uh, to the astronauts. Or the colonists. What, what do you guys? What do you guys want to call these guys? Colonists. They can be colonists. Ah. Terrariates. Terri- Filthy stowaways. <laughs> Terri- 
the specimens. Two of the specimens. <laughs> Exhibits. Exhibits. Uh, we're getting dark. Exhibits. <laughs> Two of the colonists. Uh, yeah, approach you. Like they, they they walk up kind of to the edge of their encampment where like you've you're kind of rolling in. They're wearing like you know very basic clothing. They're holding hands and they're both like waving. I'll wave one of my little like arms. I got them. They That's watch fun. you for a bit and then they just go back to what they're doing. Okay. Good. Um. Yeah, I don't have any language skills. So. <laughs> Air breathing mermaid. <laughs> um. I'm gonna come along and I'll start like, uh, I'll I'll kind of track. I assume I'm intelligent enough to see what, because they've started a colony, obviously of some sort of hierarchy where yeah. certain ones owned. So I'm gonna go off to where there isn't any uh, owned land in quotes, <laughs> um, and I'm gonna just start building some stuff, and I'll build like a medical bay and a bit more of a well-designed like greenhouse area and just some interesting tech you know nothing too advanced but things that it looks like they would get to in maybe a hundred years but I'll build a bunch of it the, the main problem they're having <clears throat> is they don't have resources in here for <clears throat> that tech like if you just drill down to the trailer you eventually just hit metal yeah that's true um Okay, well, I'll build a bunch of that first, and then go out, and I'll go from, uh, I'll work, and I'm going to connect a few tubes to some of the other terrariums, and I'll open those doors so that they can go hunting for other resources. Do you have any, like, predators in those tubes? Um, I will check them <laughs> and make sure, and move any predators to just another. Reor just reorganize Yeah, just kind of shift the cube. This is like around. the movie Cube. Yeah. But yeah. not tortury. No. No. It's weird. And, yeah, I'll just connect some of the ones that have different things and I'll put um you know a universal greeting thing do it here Paulgrana with minibone yeah yeah I'll put that and a rough like you know instructions of if you cut down a bunch of trees replant a bunch of trees they know they 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 know how yeah, yeah. I just double checking because it's my specimens. Society. And yeah, they're they're interacting with you like they're they're picking yeah. up. Yeah. So I'll, I'll show them around as I connect some of the tubes and just show them some different things and useful stuff. And then yeah, we'll leave them be. Yeah, yeah they they watch you. Like they 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 don't like directly interact, but like they watch and acknowledge you. Okay. And then they can how about we take some yeah. of our garbage, just toss it in your thing and then harvest it. <laughs> And yeah, just wave and head out because I honestly don't mind if they want to live here. Yeah. That's what these terrariums are semi-built for, right? They also do have tech too. Like they do have like um, hydrogen breakers or whatever. Like they'll take in water and turn into fuel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. They came here willingly. That's mean they're not slaves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did it. We avoided it. <laughs> we avoided the terrible tragedy at Tragedor. <laughs> yeah. Were these the people that were like taking everything all out of their planet so it's going to die soon? Yeah. So the rule of if you take down trees, plant more trees might be necessary. Yeah. Like they might not actually know how to like. It also. They, they were a lot of them were astronauts, so they, they have an <laughs> understanding of science. Well, it's, it's not even that. It's it's 
I'm sure my character understands that they understand that, but it's also, this is my stuff? Replant it and fix it? Yeah, like, this is like, your hug, so... Like, now this is down. your responsibility, now. Don't mess up my Minecraft server. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what my character is just like, yeah, no, you can take some of these trees, but I like them, so, so replant them. them. <laughs> Alright, so, after that, set up someone else. Okay. Um... I hope this works. Oh shit, yeah, okay, so for the long journey, journey you just mirror what Tyler did. Yeah. Set up a situation, doesn't have to be bad, doesn't have to be good, it could just be a situation, and then, you know, just kind of pose that question to one of the players here. You could also probably have posed to me if I was doing the Overlord, but on the horizon, so can't. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, we'll keep going around then. Uh, to... What's Peter? What's your character? Viator. Viator. The Viator of Null Space. Okay. Uh, sorry. Can we pause for two seconds? Yeah, we can. Thank you. We're back. Okay. Um. So yeah, as Rover finishes up, you know, setting up this new habitat for these colonists, um, the Viator of Null Space comes on by. I guess he's walking around yep. the ship, hanging out. And, yeah, you see that it, it, as far as you're concerned, it does look like Rover plans on keeping these uh, okay. people here permanently. Oh, so we're having new guests now, Rover. Yes. Um, I think... It's interesting to study <clears throat> their cultures and lifestyles. I have recording devices set up all around and we can study their their ways. It'll help us with other cultures as we visit. Well, I suppose that'll be useful. Have you cleared it with you know anyone else? Make sure that you know we have enough supplies, we have that, you know, toxic water around and so on. Eh. Make sure that there aren't any leaks. I've, I've set it up fairly self-sustaining, and I cleared other species with the captain, but I'll, I can talk to the captain later about these ones. You shouldn't be going to pull any, like, little push and stuff where we'll wake up from the cryo and we'll be all tied up, and they'll, I don't know, try harvesting us for parts. You know, those things happen sometimes. Be a mini-con scenario. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know if they're capable of breaking out of this room, to be honest. I mean, if they have some parts, you know, from our technology in there, eventually they'll discover how to, you know, file one metal from the other and start building those tools and, hmm. you know, maybe it'll get, go to their heads and so on and so on. Well, I'll do a scan for anything in my terrariums that shouldn't be there, such as any of our metals. Um, and... I'll set up a timer. It's actually a good idea. Yeah, I'll set up a timer to do a scan every now and then, and maybe have one of the mini cons just go in. Like Raketa. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not Raketa, but like I, I assume there's like random mini cons and other things on this ship, right? Like yeah, Ecto three. Yeah. Um, Ecto three has the same body pattern as Raketa, but instead of turning into a space satellite, uh, it turns into a diagnostic tool of some sort or some sort of um, energy container. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'll get one of the mini cons. Comrade? Yes. Hi. Um, three. Reporting for duty. As when we go into uh, what would you like me to contain? Cryosleep. Stasis. Stasis, thank you. Uh, when we go into stasis, uh, I'm going to set up a timer, and you'll be in stasis, obviously, as well. Um, but you'll be hooked up to the timer, and if the scanner finds anything, it's going to just wake you, and you can go in there, take out anything that shouldn't belong in there. And the scanner will tell you what to take out. There we go. Affirmative. Perfect. Thank you. Is there anything you'd like me to contain? Nope, that's good. Okay. Thank you. E-levels high in tank. E-levels high in tank. He points to a part of the terrarium where they're burying their dead. E-levels very high. Oh. Um. Let them continue that for now. Recommend purging. Uh. <laughs> Not terrarium. Purging E-levels. Hmm. We'll monitor it for now. Yeah. Avoid spatial rift. Yeah. Um, there, that should help. Oh, well, I'll contain it. How do they want? I kind of get some ideas like, you know, we did where they'll take over the ship, you know, try to destroy it, and sort of big schism, you know, a war to end or wars and so on, so on. A very on. pessimistic view of these species. I mean, you know. It all has happened before, it'll all happen again, it's, you know, cycles within cycles, and so on, so on, like... Well, if they start to... again, the scanner will see it, if they start to break a hole, and I'm sure Ecto here... Ecto's head looks like, uh, like it's like a... has a faceplate and, like, binoculars, whereas, um, Rockhead is, like, a circle. He just has his, like, face and body pressed up against the glass, <laughs> looking in where the cemetery is. Because he's probably, like, already six feet tall out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I'm sure Ecto here is more than capable of handling any minor uprising very quickly. Hmm. Well, let's hope you're right. Let's hope this is nothing and I'm just worrying, you know, needlessly. So, for the next scene... <laughs> Alright, Pete. Sure, so let's have Jack and up. Why not have the whole Gulliver's, you know, scene with you or something that you wake up all tied up by them? <laughs> Gulliver's travel situation? Why not? <laughs> Sounds like interesting. Like, you know, we go down the stasis and eventually, you know, wake up cycles later. Okay. Alright, so yeah, your HUD <laughs> beeps online as Teletran wakes you up. <laughs> something went wrong. <sighs> Systems loading, energon feed engaged. You can feel like energon pumping into you, getting your reactors kicked up again. Let's see what I got for that. Uh... The uh... <clears throat> the alarm that's coming on has an Ecto three signal on it. Like, your HUD tells you who activated your unfreeze. Oh. Okay. Uh, and, like, emergency lights are going in your tube. Well, that's not good. What's going on? You get turn on the sensors, open up all the... You've been restrained. Uh, what? 
Pod has restraining bolts in it because pods have that in case you're like sick or like you're you know, you've gone wild or you're. I'm supposed to be the one who does this to other <laughs> other robots. Andrew's <laughs> <laughs> on the glass tapping on it. He has battle damage. What the? What the? <laughs> emergency, comrade. You must awaken, comrade. Emergency. Yeah. So spatial I'm... rift. Alright, so I look over him, like, like look down at the uh, the fact that, like, I've got, apparently... Comrade, you are large and I am small. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> turn on the diag... <laughs> also, like, turn on the diagnostic, like, uh, arms that my character has, mm-hmm. and... You flex out? Yeah, flex out. <laughs> like the rock flexing out of the cast from the Fast and Furious movie. like, oh, right! Yeah. <laughs> of course, my character, my character is, like, is, like, really, really skinny for, uh, for a robot. He's like, oh, yeah! He's like does ridiculous flexing, which makes like he's like jumping and clapping over his head. Uh, so what's nominal, going- comrade, nominal. So uh, what's going on? What's the emergency? And why was I covered in this? I don't know, silly straight? What is this? It's uh, the bindings for the cryopod. Oh, okay. We have problems. Spatial rip happened in Terrarium area. Ecto three was dispatched. Uh, could not contain. It has gotten out of hand. Well, that does sound like my job, technically, is the ship's, ship's muscle, so... Attempted to activate cryopods, the signal was interrupted, yours activated, but restraints came online. We Well, let's get it, get rolling, or let's roll out. That, that, that's the line, right? You, you transform? Yeah. All right, he does too. He becomes a box. <laughs> okay, I'll pick it up with, the, uh, with my, uh, my, uh, my hook arm and uh, start heading over very fast to the... Uh, you guys want to stasis. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> this is... Okay. So, I think because we have one person who hasn't uh, woken up for this, I think I'll bring uh, my, my oldest friend with me. Your, your longest, oldest, longest most minute. old friend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'll wake up Ambles to come by, because obviously we're going to need... Your character is the uh, ship's... Medic. Medic. I'm a medic, not a veterinarian. Wait a minute, I'm not supposed to go in there. Maybe I should wake up the wake up the wake up the medic. We must have the doctor. There are casualties. All right, so yeah, we'll slam the thing with the. Uh, with the... You're being awakened very abruptly. Like they're, they're giving you adrenaline. Yo, doc. Uh, what Adreno John administered. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but apparently, but apparent... core spark engine running at higher megahertz than recommended. Uh, we need some people up, up, up and about. So as soon as as soon as I get the uh, adrenal shot, uh, Screamo starts jumping up and running around and going into full alarm mode. <laughs> yes, comrade, it is time to alarm. Uh, all, all right, what's uh, what's going on? What's what's uh, something about a spatial raft? I mean, a rift. A, it's it's going on down in the Turian. I think I'm not supposed to go. Uh, also, some some uh, some there's some people hurt down there. All right, I'm on my way. I'll grab my walking stick and start hobbling down. <laughs> Are you not going to the Terrarium? Well, of course we're going to the Terrarium. Yeah, you both arrive at the same time. <laughs> The Jeffrey's tubes just slide down ladders. Or I guess Grand lifts. Makes sense. So just... It's like falling damage is that bad. Not with your overshield. <laughs> and he's doing the whole run unnecessarily fast and be really excited thing that you would expect from the... Alright, you, one, two, three, four, meet up. Too many comments. Okay. Doctor, 
Yes. He makes a salute again because he's just saluting you. Oh. Because <laughs> he respects you. I'll give him a <laughs> lazy salute back. The emergency is inside. Well, let's go on in. Alright, so the terrariums can like be shifted around and loaded, kind of like, you know, it's variable, like there's storage for them and stuff. They're on like tracks, I Yeah, see. they're, they're, they're tracked and can like tessellate around. So the main one you had set up and the ones that you had connected to it are front and center for observation. And you know, they can be kept connected and stored and stuff. But uh, yeah, the terrarium has damage on the inside of it, like scoring, and the outside of this room does as well. Uh, and there's like like broken turrets and like energy sparking from panels around here. That's a lot of comments going. Yeah. Yes, the spatial rift very unstable. Do we see the people? Oh uh, yeah, you see them running around in there. They they have like they, they it looks like they've set up buildings that have been magnetized on the inside. Um, and yeah, they're they're running around. You, you can see things like blips happening inside the tank. It looks like, like, every once in a while, like, a, a red and green kind of, like, star opens up inside the tank and closes. Yeah, you should be the one who, to, 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 to figure out what's... Like a scroll Actually, light. Uh, I'm gonna take a suggestion that you should be the one to figure out what's going on, because I got no clue about any of this stuff. Well, E-levels have reached critical mass, not flushed. Spatial rifts opening. In Cybertronium, please. <laughs> He points to the graveyard, <laughs> where there's like a one of those stars overhead, but it looks bigger than the rest, and things are peeling out of it. Well, that ain't good. I guess their sparks have gone bad. So how do we purge these E-levels? We must take out rogue entities that have slipped through dimensional cracks, and then we must contain them. Oh, that's one with speed. You're good at that. Yes. Alright, uh, I'm gonna start looking around for rogue entities. Alright, yeah, there's tiny little things that are phasing into the tech of the ship and making panels detonate. Or sometimes, like, the machinery will start to move and try to crawl its way out. Calibrate weapons appropriately, and he'll give you uh, frequencies to calibrate your guns to. Are they mindless entities? Uh, they look malevolent. Like, they seem to have a maliciousness to them. <coughs> well, let's kick the spark out of them. Alright, they're no bigger than Ecto-3. There's just dozens and dozens and dozens of them. I'm getting a weird flashback for some <clears throat> reason as he's just crushing these things in his... So if you grab one, you face through it and it shocks you a bit. It doesn't hurt, your overshield will carry the charge, but you can't really touch them. Knock them into phase. Oh, okay. Pull out the uh, dwarven, uh, uh, the dwarven baseball bat. So, uh, you two working together, if you want to overcome this swarm and knock them back into phase. Ooh, this is good. Do you want to roll or do you want to help? Um, uh, do you have blood too? Yeah. Okay, uh... Let me roll because I got stuff I can do. Okay. That would be a 10. Okay, yeah. You absolutely overcome the problem of you not being able to interact with these things and you're able to bring them back into face by kind of combining your overshields and your weapons to kind of 
you know, blast the place like you're degaussing it. All right, so these stars phase in a bit more, and you can see what they are. They're a little, they range in height to smaller or bigger than a mini-con. Uh, they're made of orange and yellow light, almost like plasma, like a star. And they have a vaguely kind of light bulb shape, like a, like a little fireball with like myriads of little arms and legs and kind of a face in the middle of them. Um, I would like to... Uh, I would like to... Uh, Engage because I overcome and I got a seven plus. Yeah. Uh, I have the ability to because of uh, not so tough tough guy now. Are you tough guy? Uh, I can pull off a free look without rolling. Okay. Uh, I am going to find out. Is there something unexpected or hidden that we're missing here about this? Um, the one thing you gotta watch out for is these things can possess metal. That seems really bad. Because like, they're ghosts. Like a spell or Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so he just starts getting like They're a... just not that big, so they probably can't possess you, but they can definitely possess the minicon. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> or some of the teletran components. Or might go all idle hand and have just yeah, exactly, the right? you. Oh definitely. <laughs> Whoa, Doc, my anti-hack is just kicking in. <laughs> they're like giggling and laughing on you, so like prodding at your neck and stuff. Yeah, it's like a big like the antivirus program's like a big middle finger. Yeah. And just, no, no. <laughs> Yes, have caution. Uh, you should get out of here. We must contain them. So I'll try and, yeah. He form shifts into a square rectangle. <laughs> uh, I'll grab it and I'll try and, like, capture one of the things. Yes, the trap opens up and starts capturing the ghost. Because <laughs> Ecto 3's alt form is a ghost trap. Because, of course, it is. It is no, really? <laughs> Spark! Who are you gonna call? Jack him up, apparently. You hear, uh, you hear cracking from one of the first aid kits. Like a, like a cracking sort of an alarm, and some of these spare prosthetic parts start falling out and crawling along the ground towards you. Like hands wrapped in, like, you know, mimetic metal bandages. <laughs> I'll pass you the container and go, here, I'll take care of the hands. One of them's going for a gun. <laughs> oh gonna, boy. It's going right for us. I'm gonna bop it with my walking stick. Yeah. It like jumps out and kind of scurries away on the floor, like shocking things. Uh, I'm gonna try and pin it down. Yeah, you can pin it down. Okay. Let me up, big guy. We got another one over here. It's the big idea. It's a free go. It's a free solar system. Not that free. Alright, these guys aren't a threat. Yeah, not really. So you guys can wipe them up. Unless you want to talk to them. Yeah, you want to talk to them? Well, they're talkable now that you face them in. They couldn't quite understand you before. They were on a sink. I got nothing to say to them. <laughs> I also posted a picture. <laughs> I saw. It's good. You want to turn it down? Yeah, do it. I was just letting you know the. the... Air is usually going to be on when you come home. Sure, 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 sure. All right. What I don't get is how these uh, Whoa. tiny little people cause these things to manifest. All right. Um, Ecto-3 shift changes. Sorry, are these ghosts from the guys they were burying? I mean, they're ghosts, and the guys they were burying did cause it. Because, <laughs> like, the guy was like, oh, there's dangerous levels of whatever. We should yep. deal with this. 
Yeah, no one listened to him because he's a mini con. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's nice. <laughs> I just assumed he was a mini con and didn't know what he was talking about. Well, nothing you know, being a mini con. I just think that's cute. Like, yeah, I, I dare you to say that anywhere around Mega Blaster. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're being racist. <laughs> so yeah, Ecto shift changes his Autobot symbols red. It starts like blinking green. It goes solid green. Then it goes red again. Threat contained. Good job. Uh, what the? So how do we stop this from happening again? We must regularly degauss E-levels from terrariums. Sophantic life tends to attract dimensional tearing upon cessation of life. Can we add that to your to-do list? It requires larger specimens. My handler. He tries to find the Cybertronian, a non-Cybertronian word for master <laughs> and can't. <laughs> My Omega comrade handled these scenarios. So you can't purge it on your own? No, comrade. My better half. Can you instruct me in how to purge it? Yes, comrade. Well, do so. Yes, comrade. And he does, and it's actually really simple. Okay. So yeah, every once in a while it'll just flush those rifts so, you know, their dead don't come back. That's why they had to magnetize their houses, because you guys weren't around for so long, they had to find a way to stop ghosts from constantly attacking. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Damn. I can't believe he builds an unlicensed laser grid with no safety switch. That's some shady shit. Licensing offices stop being operational after the fall of the autocracy, comrade. We are free people now. If you cannot open it, you do not own it. Uh, of course. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to suggest for the, so for the switch for the long journeys, we then cut to med bay with you and the mini-cons. Okay. So yeah, he's been banged up because he spent a couple... Um, Amounts of time alone dealing with this, so he needs some TLC and some healing. Now I guess we kind of can hang out with them. And you too, if you were damaged. If the ghosts got you. Uh, no, but he's he's gonna stay up anyway for a while. Make sure things are okay. Hand a couple of functionalist pamphlets to. Uh, or uh, not the functionalist. No. Uh, hand the other ones. Oh. Okay. I was like, I was like, whoa, really, Mark? What no, the fuck? No, virtually <laughs> opposite. Uh, a couple disaffected pamphlets to the uh, to this guy. You're a brave little scrapper. Thank you, comrade. You too, very adept, good doctor. Remind me of Omega, comrade. Oh, thank you. Miss him very much. Separated at war. Yeah, that that stuff goes all goes <clears throat> all around. What was your comrade's name? Ectotron. He, along with Ecto-3, 2, and 1, took care of Iacon's E-levels. Not glamorous, not high in functionist uh, hierarchy. Rare occurrences. Cybertronian life is clean, pure, does not leave behind E-riffs. Like more unregulated and unstable sofons. Well, I can uh, certainly appreciate the, uh, the not exactly being well regarded by the old functionalist. Points at his own head, which is a big freaking camera. Rocketta also said, Hi, comrade. Dark times behind us. Bright hope towards future. 
Well, that's that's the point of the dream, anyway. I hope you do get the chance to see your friend again. Mm. He was on Ark when the Battle of the Ark went down. They needed him for auxiliary medical purposes. He was also Doctor. Well, the fallen friends. Kill all of them. The, uh, not gonna bother spending a ration, but the... Uh, he actually opens up his chest cavity and takes out a tiny uh, purple energon cube for after processing the ghost into fuel. And, like, <laughs> just kind of, like, ding! Yeah. Those things weren't those people's souls. It's just when people died, opens up little tiny rifts wherever those things come from. Because as Ghostbusters points out, the ghosts aren't actually ghosts of people. They're monsters from sci-fi realities. That's something more PG. Uh, it would make it more interesting. It was all it was always like dimension aliens that were seeping in. That's what Gozer was. What about those people in the courtroom? They were impressions of them, shaped by all the years the judge was on trial, putting people to death because he was a zealot monster man. They were shaped by the courtroom's, like, psychic impression more than anything. It was literally called the Hanging Judge or something like that? Yeah, like, that was his name, so, like, his legacy. It's a persona thing or whatever, or whatever you want to call it. Collective unconsciousness. So, yeah, Ectotron, and he had his mini-cons, which are, like, the, the proton wand, the trap, and the scanner. That's an actual licensed Transformers character from Transformers and the Ghostbusters, by the way. <laughs> That's a real character. You're not That's just good. making this up. No, I'm not. Dr I'm not drunkenly. At one point, up they also team up with the with GI Joe. So. Not at one point. Throughout their entire career, there's a whole comic book around it. There's multiple comics where the GI Joes and the Transformers have to work together to stop Cobra. <laughs> you know what I love? When they're in Megatron's mind. And he's like, and I do not believe in ghosts. Yeah, so that's ghosts. How... People believe in ghosts in Cybertron. <laughs> Supernatural shit's real. Also, those little blobs are from Transformers 2. They're Kremzeek. One time, Megatron found a ghost that became his pet for a while. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing coke and writing children's shows. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts, but heaven wants a pet. <laughs> Different Megatron. That Megatron definitely believed in ghosts because he kept having to kill Starscream. <laughs> Fuck off, ghosts. Yeah. Alright, well, I guess, unless you got anything else you want to hang out with your little too many con buddies, uh, whoever wants to make a bond with uh, Ecto 3 can. Maybe, yeah. I think the doctor bonded better than. Alright, his stat is light is green, trap is clean. He is very good at capturing um, energy beings and tr transforming them into fuel. So they're a renewable fuel source, you're saying? I'm just saying, you're going to come across a Decepticon plan in the future that Gozer's on, it's not going to be great for you guys. <laughs> so much fuel is flying about. We didn't know that mass graves would have uh, would have created a problem for us. You're saying problem, I'm saying solution. <laughs> Fucking Vin's Clortho is gonna show up and attack. And an Elder Schlorb. Nobody think of anything. Yeah, that happened in Ghostbusters vs. Transformers. Um, it takes place just like the, like the cartoon does. The Autobots leave on the Ark, the Decepticons conquer Cybertron and come back. 
And then, as they're celebrating and stuff, a force shows up on Cybertron that looks exactly like Gozer from the movies, but it's a mechanical Gozer. And the dogs are there, but they're also Cybertronian, and, like, they fight Megatron. And he's like, what are you doing here? It's like, you have to choose the form of your destructor. And he's like, I... I it's like, you don't tell me what to do. And he's like, nobody think of anything. We're not playing this asshole's game. <laughs> and then goes like, the, the, the traveler has arrived. The form has been chosen. And they're just like, you coward. I didn't think of anything. None of us did. And Starscream goes, oh, well, actually. <laughs> just for a fleeting moment, Lord Megatron, I, I, could, I tried to comprehend what, what great beast could possibly end Cybertron and my glorious leader. And they all turn around as a 700-foot-tall Starscream breathing fire, <laughs> wearing the crown and cape, is stomping through Cybertron with Megatron's severed head on a chain that's also screaming, breathing fire. Uh, uh, I, it was just a moment. And Megatron's like, everyone, this is an emergency. We have to fan out and contain this. Like, he immediately gets down to business. Oh, also, and shoot Starscream in the chest. We're talking about this later. Uh, <laughs> So, journey done. Journey done! Yeah, well done. you guys get through your first long journey. Almost in time for Kevin to be home. Okay, let me find what we got. So, same scene happens as last session. Uh, your pods come online, you're all woken up. This was a shorter trip than, you know, crossing galaxies like your original sojourn. And yeah, crews up, ships coming out of hibernation because it was, you know, only so often recharging, like re-firing the engines to keep constant speed. And yeah, ship lights up and you have signals to analyze and leads. Okay. There is a Cybertronian signal weekly coming from a nearby system. Okay. Well, if it's Cybertronian, we gotta go check it out. Agreed. Hope it's in the trap. Oh, well. Alright, so who wants to investigate the signal? Like, how, how do you want to do it? Do you want to do it ahead of time or do you want to fly in blind? I assume do it ahead of time. I want to fly in blind. <laughs> well, who's in charge? Another the captain yeah. and the second captain. <laughs> yeah, who's second? Who's first as, officer? As we're making our way well, up to... The final copy of the it's, captain. It's, it's, the, it's the pot and plant. <laughs> I almost thought, Ian, when you were opening your mouth, you were going, well, as the first officer, I think I'm the first officer. <laughs> well, I am, I am the pilot, but I don't think that's relevant. No, I was going to say, as we make our way up to the, you know, deck, I'll be, I'll look at you two guys and be like, oh, by the way, I checked the security cams of my terrariums. I owe you guys some energy on. <laughs> just leave it. Just, just leave it at that. <laughs> just keep going to the deck. <sighs> Excellent. I checked the tapes. That was crazy. Yeah. I owe you guys some energy on. Oh, and the sign that has the no me on it has been turned around. Yeah. Yeah. Go in. Yeah. That makes it legal. <laughs> this sign can't. This sign can't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Uh, Just perfect. Okay, we're on the main deck. Yep, so yeah. Throw it at me, guys. You have all sorts of tools and moves and powers to look closely or investigate. Throw it at me. What do you want to know? What do you want to look We could use our sensors. Who's our navigator? Peter? Fighter? Fighter. Yes. Sure. 
Let's spend the use of sensors to ask two questions for Luke closely without rolling. Alright, throw it at me. Um, is something hidden out of place? If so, what looks suspicious? It's really, that's really goddamn fancy. Something's <laughs> out of place. All right. Well, there's a Cybertronian symbol coming from uh, this system. The system's fairly small, has a normal yellow star in it, uh, several gas giants, and the moon of one of the gas giants is giving off a Cybertronian um, pattern. What is out of place is the pattern doesn't match any Autobot or Decepticon codes from the war. Oh. Well, that's odd. Hmm. I mean, that could be really good. It could be really bad. Yeah. Does so, it? What's going on here? What do my senses tell me? What's going on here? Um, there is a. There are several ships in orbit around that moon, um, and you don't recognize the pattern to them. They're, they seem to be two different types, and they're working together. It looks like just from your scans, you can pull up. Hmm. One is one is large and uh, um, UFO shaped, basically. And it's locked in an orbit around the planet, and ships keep faring up to and from it. And then there are longer, sort of uh, uh, military-styled crafts, just kind of like one or two, like two of them, just hanging around that ship. And they're they're a different make, different species. Can we get the comms out that far? Can you uh, interpret this signal at all? I mean, you're you got that book of yours. Okay, I pull up my book and start. Comparing this to try decoding this language. So it's not a language that the signal's giving off. The signal's giving off basically like energy signals, um, okay. telecommunications, diagnostics, um, general Cybertronian stuff to say, hey, there's there's stuff here. Okay. We are here. So it doesn't send a message just like there's an activity there. Yeah, it's more like a transponder beacon. Okay. Um, and it's very faint, not in that it's weak, in that it's coming from uh, like underground. Hmm. Well, if it's coming from underground, then those ships have got, uh, in orbit, have got to be something else. Well, they might be coming for the same thing, or they might be unrelated. Maybe it's another one of the Cybertron that got buried somewhere in deep, and... Could be like, could be like the situation we just left. Oh, I hope not. That was... Yeah. Really? Uh... Yeah. It seemed kind of standard to me. I don't know. Did you see Waspinator? That was that was not standard. Oh, no, I don't mean him. I meant the, the planet. Not, not oh, the oh, yeah, the humans. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can deal with that. Biosophons. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, or the organic things. Yeah, I gotta admit, that part did suck. So are we just gonna job out it, or are we gonna head on in? Yeah. Their ships don't look like they can pose a threat. Probably not, just from the tech they're they're carrying. They, they look like they're military based, but uh, probably not those ships. Yeah. Well, and the largest one looks like it's built for armor and um, transport. You you can you, for, even from your bouncy signals, as you get closer, you can find there are hollows in that that large mothership. Yeah. Storage hollows. Yeah. Yeah. All right, as you enter the system, you, you come in from outside the system, get closer, move, start to get into orbit around the gas giant where the moon is. Yeah, you start picking up signals from these people. Uh, they're hailing you. Our I'm going to pause because Peter just left. <laughs> <person's> the translator. <laughs> translator. You guys could have spoken English before Peter picked the angel. Yep. Now, <laughs> Damn you, magical mermaid. Everything mermaid. 
Art of the deal. Uh, and we're back. So yes, you're being hailed by um, one of those two longer ships, the, the, the battleships. Well, patching it through. Like... Alright, alien comes on screen uh, and just starts talking at you guys in a language you don't understand. Take out my book. Literally everyone in the bridge is just staring at... Uh... <laughs> I was expecting all of you to start yelling universal greeting. Bowie grana with Oh, do you actually do? Yes. Oh, he looks confused and then responds back. And then he starts tapping some things. Cybertronian, right? Yes. There it is. She's speaking in Cybertronian? Yeah, he spoke to you in Cybertron. Oh. Close enough. Universal clearing. <laughs> oh, wow. So uh, this alien is large, um, human patterned, organic, uh, clearly cybernetic components installed in him. Uh, he's about the size of you. Uh, he's in like clearly what looks like military or, or official looking armor and has like, you're being a cultural expert, like there's clear indications that he is someone who is in charge and he's sitting on a bridge of a space hulk looking ship like it's all like metal and guardrails everywhere and you can see smaller aliens more used to the size you're used to like human sized walking around the railings around him because he's in a command <laughs> chair basically oh <laughs> all right interesting this is the who's security force i am captain grieve why are you entering this area it is private we picked up a cybertronian signal came here to investigate. The interference from the planet. That's being caused by uh, the atmosphere of the planet bouncing off a gas giant. It's gibberish. There's nothing decipherable about it. Well, that's not what our sensor are telling us. Yeah, we'd still like to investigate. This planet is under the jurisdiction of... Oh, shit. God damn it. God damn it. I have a security force? No. This planet's under the jurisdiction of, um... The ability to lie with ridiculous... Oh, oh. I'm back. Trust me, I'm back. The system is under the authority of the Star League. And they've contracted out uh, HSF to protect it while they engage in mining operations. Well, we just want to have a look around and just double-check for our own scanner purposes and this way we don't make a mistake again and of course we'll compensate you for your time and i will pull out my prize this item is priceless when you flaunt it you may spend one use to make someone desire this thing above all else they will do anything to have it okay do you define what it is or can i define what it is you can define what it is it's a giant ruby okay a Mox Giant. Ruby. <clears throat> I thought they had all become extinct. Alright. I can let you down the planet as I'm in charge of the security force here. But you probably don't want to go down anyway, <clears throat> Cybertronians. It's, one, it's a demon planet. Two, there's hostile organics on the surface. We've been pushing them back for the last few cycles. We'll be in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. He doesn't get that. 
He just, it just goes over. <laughs> they use like, cars and rovers <laughs> and imagine like a planet populated by like greater demons of corn and then like like a bunch of pickup trucks are on the ground and just sort of stare at them, shrug and go off. It's much worse. <laughs> All right. I'll meet you in your shuttle bay. We can do the exchange, and I'll escort you down to the planet's surface. Very well. All right. He just hit, flicks on the comms. This is Captain Grieve of the HSF. I am transferring permission for a surface-bound mission uh, to Pandora. Mm. Yeah. After a while, his shuttle comes in. Again, he's like, your height. He's clearly in armor. He has a few other aliens like him with him, and there's a small support crew on the shuttle he was with. There's tiny, different aliens. Hey. Ah, wah, me, winnie, grah. Yeah, Finn. Yeah. Back at you. Yeah. <laughs> Puts out his hand. I'll pass him the ruby. Feet set. <laughs> um, so I also have, I'll buy it at a high price. When you offer something precious to oh someone god. and they accept it, oh god! <laughs> forge a bond with them as normal. I don't know if is he forge a bond worthy. He is definitely forge a bond worthy, but he's not forge a bond at all. So, so he's the boss of this area, so you can't okay. forge bonds with them. But it does something else. Okay. There, there's a substitution for it. I just gotta look up what it is. Anyway, continue talking. Um. So I forge a bond with them <coughs> as normal, and then I get to choose one of the following. I can heal one of their stats and heal one of mine. Um, I can force them to owe me a favor that they can never refuse. Um, or what I gave them was a fake. I do not lose my precious item, and my gift won't be able to do whatever they wanted it to do. You're a big piece of shit. <laughs> I didn't say that was what I was going to do. So general grieve... <laughs> is the boss of uh, this location currently. And he has the Heart of Fire move, naturally, which means that you don't become companions with him, but you still have a bond with him. You can embrace that bond at any time to buy a reprieve. You can think to show you mercy, tell you something valuable, or ignore you for the time being. You basically spend your bond to be like, no, we're buddies. Okay. And what's his name again? Uh, Grieve. Captain Grieve of the HSF. And anyway, he puts it in his pack. What are the, what are the options you choose? I'm gonna choose. He he owes me a favor, and I can cash it in at any time. Basically, because I bought two bonds with him. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna be a dick about it and make it. Sorry, because I mean, it's I I'll get back my items later. But like when you kill him, no no like I I can refresh <laughs> items, but I I don't need to be a dick about this. Like my game plan for this move <laughs> is to give the people things Cybertronian tech. And then as we leave the planet, be like, and it wasn't actually Cybertronian tech. <laughs> that way we don't disrupt the, uh, the Prime Directive. <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you really upset by giving him that Mox Ruby? No, it has a teleport button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn you! It was a Fox Ruby. All right. So you want to head to the Pandora surface? Again, yeah. demon class clan, so kind of just gestures at you guys. So, right. uh. Yeah. I don't suppose anyone wants to scan, uh, scan the planet. Scan. 
Demon class, hyper-organic. Uh, it's an entire planet that's a rainforest full of organic life. Uh, full of acid. I'll be fine. <laughs> no, I've got protection. You do. Do you have a environment, environment protection thing? Yes. He, he has a protection. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I have the avatar custom. All right, well, he gestures to his shuttle. Okay. In you go. We came in here a few cycles ago and were contracted out for the Star League. The ISH has started causing trouble, so we're gearing up for war. Well, they're gearing up for war. We're gearing up for a fairly profitable couple cycles. <coughs> but we need material for warships, uh, you know, quantum drives, the... the Relay systems, the we new engines for the relay system. So they contract us out to deal with this planet once their normal mining teams couldn't. The local population is incredibly resistant to our mining ops. Hmm. It doesn't help that they built most of their settlements on top of the material we need. Uh, why don't we have a take take a, take a talk with some of the uh, boys aboard the ship there? If you're having any trouble, you know. Uh, not that I need to disparage your abilities to cause mayhem, but we Cybertronians are pretty damn good at that sort of thing. Oh, I heard the stories about your kind before you withdrew from the Star League and went insular. Do you have any idea what he's talking about the Star League? Uh, Looking over at the the, the, <laughs> like, old, the oldest and most wise. It's vaguely familiar. I mean, it's been a lot of cycles. It's like, Robert, don't you have some books on that stuff? Yeah. Your gear options. I can pull up a... Using my catalog. I can ask one question with the look closely for free. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. So, so what the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah. Like, what's going on with sure. this? Sure. What do you want to know about specifically? The Star League? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what about the Star League? The Star League is, as it sounds like, an intergalactic coalition of worlds that were aligned to keep each other from going to war and destroying each other, and also provide basic network support across vast interstellar distances in the cold depth of space. Cybertron was one of the founding members of Star League uh, before the Golden Age started its decline and they became insular and more... Uh, what's the word when a country starts kind of just... Isolationist. Isolationist, yeah. This is when Cybertron transitioned to its isolationist phase, withdrew all of its like intergalactic community worlds, and just left a few colonies within its own home galaxy. And retreated to Cybertron, and then the autocracy started to rise up from that. Okay. I'll relay that to you guys. Yeah. A little before my time. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, it would, it would happen before the autocracy happened. So if any of you happened after or during the autocracy, uh, <laughs> it predates you. Yeah. By millions of years. <laughs> you know, a few million years here, a few million years, pretty soon that starts to add up. Yep. Yep. Anyway, yeah, you guys start descending down. Um... um Where's your signal coming from? Do you give them coordinates? Boop, 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 boop. Yep. There, there are yeah. there are wide areas. Like, yeah, that's a hot zone. I uh, can you take us down a way we can uh, head in there? We have a we have a forward operating base that I can bring you into. 
Yeah. Fairly well protected. We've repelled a few incursions. Sounds good. It's a big military op. Uh, there's a fair amount of his people in what looks like power armor spacesuits walking around, and smaller people in like what looks like industrial mech suits that lets them be a little bigger. Kind of like maybe up to about half your height. Yeah. You know, power loaders, exosuits. Neat. Okay. This is where we bring in the Naquita we mine in, bring it in for processing to bring it up to the ship. What is it you mine? Naquita. Sounds like that's hard to obtain. You can only really find it around uh, systems that have had interactions with either dead stars or reality vergences. It's highly charged radioactive material that we use to build star drives as well as some of our more exotic particle weapons. Can't produce it, you can only mine it. Someone want to do a look closely at this stuff to see? Oh, yeah, they have a shipment of it here. Like, so, like, like real quick question. I, I just have, feel like I have to ask this. Is this Avatar? No, no, no. Because that's... It is, yes. Obviously. Except it's, yeah. like, this is Brian. So, yeah. um... But no, There's, my, like, five different shows going on. It's a from TNG. So, um, no, my question was regarding the uh, the fact of, of FTL. So we don't have FTL. No, you don't have FTL. So theoretically, getting FTL would be a good thing for Cybertron. Or do we just not care? If you to, want. to Cybertron into like, hey. I, it's never really bothered you guys. I personally am interested in it. But that's something like, my character. You get to go places faster, but it's, it's like, you're on a highway, right? And you're just like, the highway's totally empty, right? Yeah. And it's like, you can go 100 on the highway. You're like, I'm going 100 on the highway. And it's like, okay, but you can keep going faster. You can go like 150, 180. Yeah. Do you do it? Do you care enough yeah. to go like 200 on the highway? Yeah. You know, there's no one else on the highway. You're not going to crash or anything, but do you care enough to just gun the engine that fast? Does it really matter to get there a couple minutes quicker? That's not even a shame thing, like don't speed. Speeding's bad. Yeah. It's just, that's what it is for you guys. You're, you're already... Not really affected by time or age. Yeah. My character's intrigued a little bit by it, but it's not like a driving force for him. Yeah. They always like take a new beginning into a tinkerer. My character just likes it for the commerce opportunities. He could like stick it stick it on the shuttle and do like supply runs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, he shows you some of it you want to look at it. It's highly reactive. It stores energy. It's like a it's like a natural capacitor. Oh. So it's like an energon. It is actually like you you recognize energon patterning in it. Yeah. It's just something's it's different. It's an exotic form of material that has energon. Yeah, he picks up the veins like you can see here. Exotic particles here have impregnated the material and give it its properties. I, I'm not an egghead. I just work with this stuff in the field. Hmm. The element inside. Uh, the element zero is what gives it its properties. Interesting. We might have to collect a sample of this. The element zero, where Ezo <coughs> creates a oh, yeah. mass effect. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a science man, so he's not going to go on gushing about it. Yeah. Okay. I guess we gear up and roll out. Alright, he'll come with. And we'll move into a new set piece. The Hidden City. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, let me just quickly pause. We're back. 
So, yes, the captain will escort you. Um... Honestly, no, he doesn't have to escort you because you have a signal and you kind of can figure out what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm, I can't go out with four aliens alone. That's fair. I have things to deal with here. We have a schedule to keep, and we're already being delayed by this entire mess. Local wildlife is hostile. If anything comes at you, shoot it. Hey. That's the kind of instructions I can get behind. All right. And he just kind of stares at you as you... Okay. Thank you. Leave. We'll be back. So, you have an outdated and not entirely complete map of what you're looking for, which means we get to go through this step by step. So, this planet is a lush alien world full of bioluminescent everything and super predator animals that are bigger than people, but about, like, you know, normal size for you. So, a tiger on this planet would be a massive apex predator, but for you, it's the size of a normal tiger. Like, yep. scale to you guys, it's a you-sized tiger. Okay. You know, anything else, it would be an unending nightmare you could never escape. You guys, it's like, oh shit, it's a big cat, shoot it. So, what I'm going to ask is, Tyler, define a landmark on this paradise hell planet um, for us. Um, there's a giant bioluminescent tree uh, that towers above the rest. Um, and its root system extends out and entangles with all of the other nearby trees that are by it, creating one kind of, like, Support vast organism. organism. All right. And, Mark, I want you to name a location. Uh, there is a huge graveyard of, like, huge, of, of like the massive animals, even larger specimens of them. Uh, surrounding area. some small, innocuous-looking, uh, completely an idyllic area, and all these skeletons are just around it. Okay. So, your scans show that uh, what you're looking for is in between those two locations. So, to find it, you'll have to head to one of them and start from there. Triangulation. Okay. All right. So, which one do you want to start at? Well, we had some experience with some dead things recently. Should we start there? See if there's any E <clears throat> elements around. Yeah. Alright, you begin your trek through the forest. Yeah, everything here is sized appropriately to you, which you're not quite used to, but it's all made of living things, carbon. Organic. That's yeah. the second biggest organic cat I've ever seen. <clears throat> Hmm. I, I'm like taking samples from things as we go. I must clone it. Yeah. All right. So yeah, some predatory animals, large, armored, full of horns, uh, multiple eyes, and like bioluminescent bits on it is going to like approach you and start challenging you because you're in its territory. Like a big alien rhino. Challenging us how? It's walking up and it's bellowing at you and it's like trying to like spook you off. Um, speak I'm going to try and soothe it. Alright, how do you soothe it? Uh, I'm just going to... Well, I'm going to take my lantern, and it's going to start... Well, it's not, it's not going to be alarming. Um, but it's it's gonna pretty alarming to see you. It's going to start uh, 
pulsing slowly and gently, like in kind of like a soft, supple glow. Like a will-o'-wisp. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to make a lot of calming gestures and speak quietly and gently to it. All right, roll. So this is like we're saying, speak softly. Sure. Uh, which is going to be an 11. Maybe like talk sin? Because they're trying to calm it down or something like that. You try to get it to do something like that, get, get information out of it. Either one, the role will be an 11. Okay. Speaks honestly, you can ask questions of this creature and it's going to treat you better because he calmed it down. Actually, the listen speaks softly is pretty good. What do they want and how could we help them get it? They're scared that you're in their territory, so they, they wanted you out of here. Um, and basically they're protecting their nest because it keeps getting disrupted and destroyed by, you know, mining. monsters. Mining? Mining, yeah, there's like scorch marks around this area and stuff. Okay. Uh, what would they have us do next? Uh, it just wants to be protected and it's nest to be safe and not be attacked by predators. Because it's a, you know, it's a, it's a defensive herb for uh, What were they doing and what are they going to do next? Uh, they were patrolling the area for predators. And now that you're not a predator, it's probably going to go back to its nest where it's young are. Okay. All right, guys, just settle down. Walk softly. Give it some room. And we'll just go by. Sounds good. Yep. Okay. It like watches you as you leave and kind of starts to slowly turn around and walk away. You want to forge a bond with it? Sure. Yeah. As it leaves, it's young and joins your party. <laughs> oh, it might show up later, but you know, you know it'll walk off. Hey, Robert, put Disney or Terrarium. <laughs> Pardon I me? Mean, what is it? Yeah. Uh, Pandoran Rhino. and the nature here is dense and in the way. Everything's kind of compact and overgrown, uh, making it hard for you, you know, metal titans to traverse. Also, uh, does this location have like a, was it, tag or? The location stat it has is jungle. That means that this place is dense, thickly foliated, and well-populated, and nightmare to navigate. Okay. If someone had protection from that, they could just, they could just move through gracefully without a problem. Well, I can. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna just pause real quick. All right, we're back. So yes, this is the next challenge I'm gonna throw out at you: dense foliage. <clears throat> what about her? It's in your way. <laughs> Rover is having a lot of difficult with this. Are you are you in your alt mode? No, I'm in my regular mode. Right. Regular, like I'm like 
trying to switch to alt mode and then being like, no, that's not going to work. Going regular mode. Like, like this place is swarming with like deep, like high roots and stuff. Like this is like the Hobbit burrows where it's all hills and dense jungle foliage and stuff. Like it's, it's yeah. not great for scientific instrumentation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not designed for this. I'm, I'm clearly struggling <laughs> trying to get through here. I'm going to deploy my explorer's gear, which has the useful tag. Okay. And I'm going to use it to cut through and uh, part the foliage. All right. So that is the trap I set, as that raises the response level. Boom. Which I'm not supposed to really talk about a lot, but you know, it's the first time it's happened, so I'm going to mention it to you guys. You disturbed a natural habitat. Yeah, basically, harming the local wildlife makes the, the area get more dangerous. So, let me quickly repause again. Okay, so as you're going through, a lot of the plants here um, start to make like a thrumming sound, or like a like like a the the sound of like moving, you know, taut wire or cabling. Like if you move like a, a key or something across, it starts to kind of like make it vibrate. The trees are all starting to do that, and they're releasing uh, spores all over the place. Uh, and these spores are caustic. They're not hurting the local wildlife or the plants here. Like they're irritants to the local wildlife, but for your um, inorganic frames, it's caustic. It's basically a phosphorus storm. Holy. So yeah, those um, are soft cuts coming towards you. You guys are going to start okay. taking damage. I'm going to use one of my strange, curious items, which has the useful tag on it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's a spray can, because I've been in areas like this before doing experiments and science and stuff. I'm going to say it's like a spray can of WD-40, and I'm just going to like spray myself down. And the other, the other suggestion you. I'd make is it's like a converter for your overshield to like pop. Oh, I was going to be like WD-40 so all the spores just kind of like wipe off of us. Sure. We can go Looney Tunes with it. It's all Sure, we get our oiled up. Oh no. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> like like a bug repellent, but yeah. 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 So I will use up can I is one use for the party or is it I don't know how use one use for you. You okay. overcome the cut. Okay. okay. Um I'm gonna overcome it by uh, using my little light, which has the light convenience trait, which gives it useful, and it can take the form of tools. Oh. So it's going to transform from uh, a blaring siren to a leaf blower with little flashing red lights on it, uh, and I'm just going to blow away the spores. All right. Thank you. Excellent. That's working. You too. You're making to not care because you've No, I can only be immune to one stuff in the area. Also, this isn't part of the location tag. Yeah. This is the bad weather move that yeah. always deals soft cuts. Yeah. So I'm going to use my language barrier to make one of my words useful, and I'm going to use my power stop to make the other things stop before they reach me and just like fall down. Cease. Cease. Uh, I will basically, uh, like, what, you think this is bad? I used to pull, I used to pull bots, uh, bots from, from the, uh, down from the caustic 
caustic areas uh, areas all the time. That was literally my job for like 300 years. Overcome. Alright, do it. How? Oh lord, no. Oh no. Oh no. Alright, well, oh lord, no means <laughs> it happens. You take damage. Fair enough. Damage a stat. Uh, his frames actually is actually built to take caustic damage, but the optics, especially the ones that were replaced for the yep. uh, for the Impera, mm-hmm. were not. All right, that makes oh. sense. All right, all right, all right. So after getting through that uh, caustic spore storm and the predator animals, you arrive at the graveyard. Yep, large super predators here. It looks like their bones and carapaces have been left. Uh, roots are growing into them. There's uh, foliage kind of all around, and yeah, there's a central sort of landmark. It looks like standing stones. I'm gonna pop out F03. Comrade. What's your read on this area? Area is operating in normal parameters. No dimensional rifts detected. Scenario seems degaussed. It's good to hear. Seems to be degaussing repeater at Centaur. Organic? Correct. I wonder what killed all these things. Well, maybe something in the center. Alright, the, the standing stones at the center are covered in vines and moss. They have a fair amount of, like, it looks like they're not made of stone, they're made of petrified, uh, like, plant matter. And, yeah, they're arrayed in such a way that the, the, the energy that kind of washes over this planet from the atmosphere and the magnetosphere uh, naturally degausses the area so it doesn't cause any organic rifts. Hmm. I guess I examine the thing, see whether there's any markings on it or it just grow like this by itself. Just grow like this on its own. Well, this looks like more of your thing, Grover. Yeah, um, I'm gonna use books and catalogs to look closely at it. You could also just roll your senses. Yeah, yeah, why not? I'll roll sense on it. I guess we were working together. Yeah, so roll with nice. Oh. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna roll for look closely. Roll three to six. We're working together. Okay. Uh, that will be a 14. Hey! Whoa. You got a 10 plus? Yeah. Double six. I want to know. 665 there. It's nice. That was a good roll. I will talk or roll terribly from now on. I know, right? <laughs> okay. Look closely. Where is that? There we go. Um. Okay, so these standing stones are doing something with the energy. Uh, is there anything Cybertronian here? I mean, you still can detect still, a signal in the area. Somewhere in the area. This is okay. Cybertronian. This is, this is organic. Based. Okay. Um, and you said earlier it wasn't designed. It just kind of grew this yeah. way. Seems like it, it would seem, to your scientific analytical mind, this is just natural convergent evolution. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what's going on here? What do my senses tell me? I'll go a little deeper into that. Um, it looks like this is a natural animal graveyard. Animals come here at the end of their life to die. Um, and it looks like the stones are giving off a frequency that detracts, like, young healthy members of the species to, like, 
predate here. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, your uh, you remember the scans you took of the planet coming in? These structures, while not super distinct, because you know the planets. Well, it's not a planet; it's a moon. It's a small yeah. moon, so you're able to kind of pick up that these in regular patterns are on the surface of the planet. Interesting. Hmm. Um, how could it hurt me or help me? Well, it could help you by keeping out any dimensional rifts from forming, and it couldn't hurt you. Okay. <laughs> it um, cannot hurt. Yeah. Unless we bring um, the ground, um, release all the. Stuff. I'm definitely going to take notes on it so that I can design a similar organic thing for my terrariums. It's complicated. Okay. You would definitely need samples. Okay, I'll take some samples and stuff. Perfect, perfect. Ooh, Defacing a cultural cool. landmark. <laughs> oh. That's another one. Um, and I got a third question. Deface a place of power? What will happen if I take samples of this thing? Yeah, nothing. Okay. <laughs> 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 then I'm definitely taking samples of this. Yeah. Nothing. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> uh, let's see what's gonna happen. Let me uh, let me briefly pause. All right. So as you're taking samples uh, in the distance, you hear that you hear bellowing. That sounds like those those animals that uh, Amble was kind of sedating earlier. Uh, it sounds different though, deeper and a little more rhythmic. Finish taking samples. That's normally not a good sound. Something is uh, approaching from the clearing at the edge of this graveyard. It's big. Mm, what does it look like? It is about your sized. Um, large, muscular, covered in like bioluminescent striping and uh, a thick sort of uh, furred hide. Um, canine cat features, humanoid, like it looks like a large cat dog man. Uh, covered in scars under the fur and wearing hides that are stitched together. Um, in its hand, it has a large spear uh, that's tipped with that Nacquita metal. It has multiple sets of eyes on its head, and one of them's been kind of carved out. You want to say hi, Taki? Bowie Grana with Nini Bong. It'll make the same. It does universal green back. Ah. And like approaches, you know, weapon ready. Hi there. Are you one of the locals? Yes. Okay. You shouldn't be here. Hmm. We're looking for more people like us. Have you seen any? The only people like you come from the sky. The night terrors. Uh, they ain't us. That we're a different group. Uh, this looks the same. There's some stuff uh, underground. That's, yes. that's where the signal was coming from. It usually is. Uh, like a little bit like us. Either some uh, stuff we left us. Uh, our people left here a long time ago. We don't bury your kind. You don't rot. Look, we're picking up a signal, one of our signals. We're just looking to locate where it's coming from, and then we'll be out of your hair. You can't be here. You're trespassing. 
Well, like I said, we aim to be moving on. on. What? Well, looks over at this guy. Speak in Cybertronian? Right? He's not speaking Cybertronian. No, I'm translating. Oh, you're translating. Pew's doing the thing. I was wondering. Pew's doing his thing. See, language is an cheese. Holy suck. Right? People are trying to argue, oh, you just have to do these incredibly contrived things and then languages are good. It's specific to the games we used to play. And it's like, fuck off, Rand. It always falls to some little category. It's like, oh, someone translated for the whole group. Right? Someone was like, oh, you know what you should do in your games? And it was only specific to D&D because that's the only system that exists on fucking Reddit. It's like, you should break down the skill levels of languages into categories for the game. And it's like, "Uh, what skill levels in Fellowship? Please tell me what skill... We would break down to levels in fellowship, you piece of shit. Well, like Chronicles of Daniel, like, either you know something or you don't. Yeah. Well, like, we like, it's not play. a failure of the system. The point is, unless languages. Like, the language point even really wasn't the thing, it was the air breathing mermaid. And, like, yeah. it's not even a spike on fellowship. Yeah. We're kind of taking it a little far for fun, but yeah. still. Yeah. It is People a problem don't we have give seen in, in, in the game many, many times. Yeah. Using anecdotes to show up a single example is not the same as refuting the entire goddamn point. Anyway. You mean here, here in this direct area, or on your planet in general? You're defacing this land. You just were. Rover! (laughs) Sorry. I... It's it's quite interesting here how you've managed to do Over. this, and I'm, I'm Maybe. hoping to replicate it. There it is. I'm gonna increase the spice level. <laughs> Maybe you'd like to offer him some, like, pause. Bro. And we're back. Uh, okay, so several other aliens, not quite as big and bulky as him, also uh, start to approach from the woods, and he looks offended at what you just said. He looks upset. I look at you, assuming you translated wrong. <laughs> Oh, look at me, my translations are perfect. <laughs> he I mean, uh, I mean, he makes a sign on his head that looks like he's making a circle that's spiked, almost like a gear. Okay. And uh, he kind of reaches down to the ground and grabs a vine and jams it into one of his empty eye sockets. And uh, Rover disappears. Whoa. What? The standing stones light up, and it seems to go whomp, 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 and you hear the telltale crackle of a space bridge, and Rover's not there. Ooh, that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, that's Do not impressive. offend the living god. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Peter slowly put his hands up. He's like, all right, shit's going down. All right, they've got space bridge technology. Uh, you mind ask, um, asking where where uh, my uh, the offender is? <laughs> the offender just got teleported or turned into a million pieces or whatever. Away. Oh, that's not anonymous. <sighs> well, he probably has his transponder somewhere, so we'll pick him up sooner than later. Uh, you need to leave this place. You're desecrating. We want to get our stuff, make sure there's no one, uh, none of us, none of us remaining, and we will be leaving this place at post haste. <clears throat> we were about to leave this place, and then our friend vanished, and now we can't leave without it. So, you kind of set yourself up into a bit of a quandary there. 
He starts looking down at the vine he just picked up. I'm back at you. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out, guys. Figure out what you're going to do about this guy. Yeah, okay. Well, this is fair enough. <laughs> this guy is stated as the tough guy. Ah, yeah. Which means he has three stats. Built strong, so if you damage him, he'll damage you back. He's invincible, which means you have to damage invincible three times to take him out. And he is simple-minded. He loves one thing, one thing only, and they're easily distracted by that one thing. Hmm. I know what that one thing is. You do? Thick? <laughs> the life of his planet. Hmm. I assume. I could be wrong. Or the go cat person. So maybe if we have a laser pointer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I am going to. Uh, yeah, I think it's what I'll do. I'll, I'm going to do something sneaky. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. I'm a small little guy comparatively to most of the stuff. Uh, I, I think you probably understand. Oh, excellent. Thirteen. Uh, so. One of the little things my character character has is a uh, couple monofilaments coming off the edge of it, and he has tied it to the back of the uh, of that machine. Oh, oh, sure. Or sorry, the machine, the the plant thing that he goes into the eye to activate the, the. Yeah, he unplugged it, put it on the ground. He was just eyeing it when you guys were giving him guff again. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's basically <coughs> uh, just used uh, what the hell is this, this poor power called? It's a trap. The little folk. So this is do something clever or sneaky when no one else is paying attention. Sure, absolutely. And he's basically just sort of moved over position and set it up so that his uh, the tow cable is uh, using a remote like a Waldo thing has been wrapped around this guy's leg. So when the fight starts, it's basically gonna go <laughs> when, the fight, <laughs> when the fight starts. There's that diplomat spirit. <laughs> it's, it's gonna basically he's gonna go for a drive for a while. Okay. Who we. We're not quite at that point yet, but my character's the muscle. He's not going to be the one doing the talk. Peter or uh, Tyler? So where do you send our friend? The living god sent him away. And you don't know where that away is? Very odd. It's very rare that your kind would come to this place and desecrate it. Yeah, sorry about that. He is a... Little over enthusiastic sometimes. Doesn't really think things through. Insulted. <laughs> alright, alright. He's listening. You're being you're being not you know awful about it. Alright. What are you looking for here? Look, we've we've gotta find our friend. We need to know I mean, if we know where a way is, that's where we're gonna go which solves your problem of us being here. I, I don't know. Can you ask your god? All right, what are you, what are you doing with him? What do you, what do you want to convince him to do? Are you throwing um, something at him? Do you have an item in your, in a gear you can... Or tuck sense or something like that? Yeah. Like, or like, there, there's a chance this could go poorly. He's processing. So. Sure. What do you want to throw at me? Uh, I'll talk sense. Do you want the... Right. the Actually, no. I'll use one of my moves. <clears throat> oh! Ooh. Uh, I will reveal the way. 
I okay. will tell someone what is best for them and mean it, and if they listen, I roll plus wisdom. So I'm telling him that he should help us find where our friend went, we'll be because sure. then we'll solve his problem by being out of his hair. Okay, and is, is that a roll or that just works? Uh, I think you it's roll. a roll. Alright. Make it happen, Captain. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Eight plus two, ten. So on a ten plus, they will do as I say, and they'll do it with hope. Which I don't know what that means for NPCs, but cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know that NPCs can be in despair, and that really messes them up. But they, I don't know what hope does. I should reread that. Yeah. This move. Anyway, he kind of. So, so you want him to try and find your friend? Yeah. Or a way out of here to wherever you were going? I want him to find where. Oh, ask the find out. Yeah. All right, all right. He'll like he'll he'll kind of kneel down and grab one of those cables and plug in like and just sort of meditate. Let's cut away from you three. <laughs> I am floating. I don't, I don't so know. yeah, you were space bridged. Well, technically, you know, if you were the science type, you know that the energy signal was a ground bridge, which means it's usually local to a terrestrial body. You know, there are limits though, and you're in one of those limits because it uh, ground bridged you into low orbit. So I'm just floating around this planet? Let's call it fall. <laughs> fall in style. Oh, sweet God. Uh, okay. I can do this. Hold your potato salad. I can do this. I will. Um, <clears throat> okay, it's going to cost me things, but I, I think I can do this. Oh, boy. <sighs> so. You're fine. You always uh, have your one use thing. Yeah, I do, but I don't want to waste that much. Fair enough. Let's use mine, yeah. Look, it's a it's a slingshot or it's a rubber band uh, <laughs> uh, anti space bridge deck. Look, they also have a space bridge. Whoop. So <laughs> I mean if if Kevin's character was here, he'd just fly in and rescue you. I mean I can using, also fly. Hold up. Using workaholic. Oh boy. Here I we go can pay a food to you do should. anything. And that allows me to swap out one of my items for a different item on my item list. Isn't workaholic only useful when you're filling your belly and you nope. eat Scooby Snacks? Oh, yeah, he's workaholic up. is only useful when I'm filling my, filling my belly. But I have upkeep, which allows me to use workaholic at any time. Ah, there you go. So I combo that. Then I can swap one of my gear options. And the new gear option I'm swapping out for is a flying thing. I can spend one use to fly for just a few moments, or I can overcharge it to fly for the entire scene. So, however long you deem necessary for me to get so safely get to the ground. Mm. Yeah, crash, uh, crash pack. Yeah. So, I can so you just happen to bring a crash pack with you. <laughs> yeah. Or cobble together as you're falling. Yeah, down. as I'm falling, I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you start... Crashing among the, the thick, dense foliage through a tree canopy, and <laughs> don't crash. Perfect. You did it! Whew. Kind of stands up, Rover looks around. Where the hell are you? Uh, I'm just gonna like push my transmitter beacon to like ping you guys to let you know I'm safe and where I am. And oh no, they spoke the signal. He's, he's fairly far away. He's in the opposite uh, direction you want to go to find where you're going. And then... Um, 
I'm gonna. I didn't need to overcharge it. What what is overcharging? Like uh, since you're the collector, you can add like tags onto your items, and one of them is overcharge tag. Yeah, what is so like you can use like two uses out of something, oh, and okay. it improves the function. Yeah. So okay. instead of like flying for a few seconds, That's fair. Yeah. you can so fly like, for. Um, okay, so I've already used one, which means I can't overcharge it unless I. Unless you use two, and you said you no, I, I only have two, and I used one to stop myself from falling. I guess I could fix it with workaholic and then overcharge it to get to you guys, but I'd be a scene behind. I. Th I think I'm gonna do that. Okay. So, yeah. All right. That's what I mean, I'll be behind, but I, I assume I can ping to their location. Like I can figure out where they are. Yeah, you can catch up. Okay, but I, I assume I'll be a bit behind. Yeah, um, yeah you can come on in. I mean, that's sort of like a getaway, own. and if you get there quickly, maybe, maybe. We'll see. Anyway, so that's that's what I'm doing currently. I just gotta fiddle with my sheet now to. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, we'll come back to you guys as you're making your way alone through the yep. forest, flying. Huh. Well, you've landed, so you're. No, I just said I. You rebuilt the flying. Thing I to spent another food oh, to shoot. rebuild yeah, the flying right. thing to overcharge it to fly. Yeah, you'll cover. Uh, you'll cover more in the air then. Perfect. Yeah. All right, you guys. What are you up to? Well, if we've been in in calm range now with. Then we're basically making. Oh, neat. Never mind. We're good. We'll just get our stuff and get out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, he'll get up from where he was and unplug. Okay, let's maybe leave, leave this area and not the screen further, shall we? I'll say that basically, uh, uh, take a quick look over, just like, grab like a random piece of metal he was carrying and like, hammers it with the vices for, for a little bit, and uh... What? Yeah. Hammer with vices? Well, like with the vice. You're like, stunned. Vice hands, right? Like, yeah. hands it over, and it's like a... Got a picture of his face with like a no through it. This should keep him away from the uh, from the rocks. I'll just uh, I'll take it, just hold on to it. And that's a new religion was born. <laughs> then you're gonna come back, so like no, we in. We'll start trudging towards Rover. In the opposite direction. Towards Rover. Yeah, in the opposite direction. Are we going towards Rover or are we going towards no. the location we wanted to go to and... The original location we want to go to. Well, don't we want to collect Rover first? No, I've already pinged you to let you know I'm coming to you. If he's coming to us... Okay. okay. <clears throat> I mean... I mean, this is a big, bad, scary jungle. Well, your call. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. What's the pecking order around here? <laughs> Thus, PvP started. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's shooting. Another Golden Lagoon. <laughs> Looks like you're the tiebreaker, Jack. <clears throat> uh, let's go get a guy first. I mean, no offense, but I, I, it, not just for his sake, though that is kind of important, but also 
his capacity to uh, piss off the living god uh, or the Cybertronian god sleeping underneath or Waspinator or whatever the hell the hell is on this planet. Uh, nothing that occurred, sir. So we start heading towards Rover. Yeah. Okay. You guys then, yeah, you'll be able to meet up, but something's going to be coming at you. Um, all right. You Basically, you're just going to lose daylight. Like, it's going to become nighttime by the time you guys meet up. Okay. Darker, more illuminated, <clears throat> and nighttime is when predators usually are out. I'll land beside you guys just as you hear, like, the weird flying thing. I've hobbled together just like... Definitely burns out. Huh. Well, that was um interesting. I got shot into low orbit and fell down here. Maybe we should refrain from touching too much. Yeah, I got rest of I got enough samples. They're they're good. Maybe yes. Did you guys find uh what where the signal was coming from? We were kind of more concerned about you know the fact that you just suddenly disappeared off wow. the face of the planet to hear well, thank thoughts you. unknown. Don't get sentimental about it. Okay. No Autobot <clears throat> behind. Thanks. Rover's looking very bashful, just like, okay. Let's avoid the uh, alien rock god space bridge thing. Well, at least try to bribe them. <laughs> Rover's going man. through his pockets like, I could bribe them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, I was gonna. You, you were gonna. So start trudging back the way we yeah, back. You gotta double back now. Yeah. Continuously <laughs> trampling through the forest. <laughs> so you were at the landmark, and I have to get back to the landmark. Yep. Um, as you go through, I'm going to say Peter yes. or Viator. Um, that alien is still following you. Hmm. Oh, I, I disconnected the... Uh, oh, did the you? Let's <laughs> yeah. make that really clear. It's pretty good that you did that. <laughs> no, he's following with me on the chain that onto his ankle. Yeah, he's I can't believe! <laughs> Something's Every couple of minutes, the response level goes ping, 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 ping. <laughs> so, do we probably hmm. going to be leaving this place when we found Rover or when we found the other thing? Refresh my memory, Anvil. Sorry, what was that? Well, we promised that we we're going to be leaving this, you know. He wanted us to leave the, the graveyard. Uh, it was kind of ambiguous as to what he was. It wasn't know. to me. Okay. <clears throat> we're going to keep it at that, sure. <laughs> Fine enough, cause, you know, some <clears throat> things are watching and what have you. Kinda wish we had a spare shuttle, uh, shuttle overhead. Yeah, would've been smart. Well, that probably would be drawing more attention to us. Anyway, so we keep going. Alright. Not like we gotta sleep for the night. Yeah, not like. All this right. thing's gotta sleep, right? <laughs> I've got Screamo on my shoulder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just shining light, illuminating our path. Like, you know, a modern you know, torch in the you know, forest. Like, hello, sunlight. <laughs> I picture it's still spinning, though, so we're like walking, 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 and then stop, wait for it to spin back around, walk, 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 stop. <laughs> Trace her eyes. 
you better use an Autobot <laughs> stealth mode. Like then it just pans back and there's like these this this or this <laughs> sirens and like giant lights and these like thirty foot foot robots are crawling <laughs> over this. An ambulance coming through the forest. Stealth mode, such a beautiful thing. How the hell my character can be can can actually pull off stealth is just. Uh, I can be stealthy as a fifty foot robot, you know, spider <laughs> thing. Or, you know, 50 foot spider just. But I actually have the halfling move, so. Yeah. Maybe I should take the, the move that lets me shrink down to bread box size. You'd be a little, um. Mini so small. Yeah, you'd be yeah. like a mini mini con. Even the mini cons would insult you. That's bad. <laughs> size changing. Mass shifty technologies are a thing. I know. Alright, well, now that it's nighttime and everything's a little more dangerous. You're on the way over. So let's see what happens. I don't want to throw combat at you because we're trying to move towards more peaceable solutions. But you definitely can tell that that guy is following you, as is his group of warriors. I mean, there are other moves, like, you know, separating people. And <laughs> I just did that. Ah. <laughs> so I'm going to throw weather at you again because that weather's still kicking up with the spores, the caustic, caustic spores. So that's a soft cut coming to all of you. I'm going to douse myself again. For another use? Yeah. I'll rely on my apparently not so good uh, caustic treatment. And of course not. Let's see. Do you need our medic to heal Ooh. you? I do. I, I, <laughs> I have a lung. Are you capable? You're capable of healing him. Oh, yeah. Easily, I assume. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Did you fail again? Yes, I, of course I did. Alright, your friend is, is burning up a bit. Um, Warning, environmental systems compromised. I'm going to use my Fruit explorer's side. gear. Fine. I have some uh, environmental protection uh, power charges for my overshield that just kind of amp it up and grant me temporary protection from hazardous environments. So I'm going to burn that. And then I'm going to heal Jack him up by damaging my little light. Wee you, wee you. So the little light just hops down, um, runs over, and does the whole like scan you thing. Yeah. And then locks. That 3D wireframe model yeah. shows up. And then locks into its uh, siren form. And I pick it back up and put it on my shoulder. Yo, thanks, Doc. Alright, so as that's happening, because you guys had to, you know, stop, obviously, to recoup for a moment, uh, that alien's going to approach you again, and, like, his compatriots are in the, you know, trees, they're hanging out in the background, they're smaller than him, you can kind of tell them, and he's going to, you know, approach. So, his bioluminescent eyes glowing in the dark. It's good to see you again. Is it? Why wouldn't it be? Where are you going? Like I said, we're looking for a signal. We're can't keep going down this path. What's, What's wrong with this path? Leads somewhere safe. Well, that sounds like a good reason to head there. Safe from gestures of the night terrors. Oh, we're not night terrors. You came from the sky, from the night. Yeah, but we're not terrors. Made of swords and axes. You've got a spear. The world gave it to me. 
pierces your hide. <clears throat> the dragon armor. You know, I think we got off on the wrong foot earlier. That's my fault. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Pull out a precious item. Is it that thing again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's whatever he wants, right? Yeah. Alright, it's a pyramid made of gold. <laughs> like his eyes get big. So, we just want to check on this signal. We're, we're worried, and we could use a guide, and we'd like to offer this as a gesture of faith for you helping us. Plus, it'll keep us from messing up uh, anything accidentally with our. Uh, Very well. Perhaps I can keep you out of trouble. He'll he'll reach forward for it. I'll pass it to him. Okay. So I forge a bond with him. Oh, good. You're gonna actually ask his name. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? You forge a bond with Osiris. The Osiris, the tough guy. Yeah. He like looks at it and like he quickly like fashions like a necklace out of like some vines nearby that are taut and springy and like puts it around his neck upside down so it's like a pyramid hanging off his neck. Okay. Cool, cool. He just looks up um, and nods his head to all are one. Perfect. Uh, I'm still not words. injured. <laughs> and I don't care if he's injured. Um, <laughs> currently don't care. I well, might he care is, injured. is he injured? Yeah, he's missing an eye. It was shot out of him by people made of swords and axes. <laughs> you know... Hmm... But none of his stats are injured. <laughs> I'm gonna heal one of his stats and one of my stats, even though I don't need it. So I'll heal him. Does, How that... does that even work? I guess there were nanites, or there was like energon or structure gel in the thing. Maybe like in some of it's yeah. colder than like, you know, has a prosthetic guy now. <clears throat> I was just gonna assume it was gonna regenerate him because of the radiation, probably radiation. Yeah. This whole planet's lousy with it. I won't take an extra favor from him. I'll be nice. I'll... I mean, he's a companion now. Yeah. He's your buddy. Yeah. You can take him with. <laughs> you could take him with. He's your size. That's true. <sighs> I don't know how his species, yeah. We'll put you in a terrarium and yeah. observe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Osiris, the tough guy. All right, all right. Okay, well, that that's dealt with. So yeah, um, after going through this area, resting and moving on, you come to the source of the signal. Uh, so you are looking at. I'm going to change the music because it's been spooky music for way too long. Uh, where the fuck is that new soundtrack? Are you still hurt? Uh, my optics is still a little, a little, a bit a little screwy. But I'm gonna eat later or something. Okay, when we get here, I'm gonna heal you again. Thank you. So, you are looking at a place that doesn't have a lot of forest on it. It is a large Grand Canyon area, but every ounce of it isn't covered in rock. It's covered in foliage, but the foliage is braided like really well. Um, um, shit, what's that word for when you fix up servers to make them look nice? Cable management. Yeah. It looks like the vines and the trees here have been cable managed, so everything flows into the valley really smoothly and neatly, and the bioluminescence <clears throat> is, is moving like um, 
like charges of electrons through wires. Like it's all like flowing and strobing like a neon highway made of plants. Oh, whoa. Uh, above this canyon is a large edifice made of stone with large deposits of that metal on it. And it is um, like floating above the canyon. And it has like vines crawling up onto it and charges still going across it. Hmm. Okay. I got to say that that is pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah, this is where the signal is originating from. You are at the island stretch of the journey. So, yeah, you kind of got to look around here to find the signal. I'll start looking. Oh, so All right, so you got a Grand Canyon, you got a floating island, and you got miles and miles of vine cable. I'm going to try and follow the cables back to some kind of central source that they might, might all be connecting to. It looks like they flow out of this canyon into the rest of the surrounding jungle. It looks like a large processing node, or what have you, a CPU of sorts, only organic. Well, Osiris here was able to like plug into the planet almost. What is, what is that like when you do that? It's tuning. Interesting. Um, can I look closely and see if we're capable of plugging in to this? You're compatible with this. Okay. Okay. Unless, you know, you adopted a pretender shell that was, then it would act as an interface between the two, like an adapter. Unless this That fun. requires significant overhauling. Yeah. You'd have to yeah. change your alt form and go in for surgery. Yeah. Unless this is a form of communication. In which case. Oh, this? Um, it's communication the same way nerves are. Does that count? Um, you tell me, does that count? <laughs> Maybe if you could, if we could, uh, this is just not something that my character would suggest, but might occur to someone more technically minded, like literally anyone else here. Um, <laughs> one of you with technical abilities could like conceivably, although it might piss him off, uh, build some kind of uh, interface thing because you have an organic collection. Yeah. And then he could translate. That's true. You could also have someone plug into it and talk to them. Yeah. Well, it's convenient that we have someone that's, you know, capable, you know. Yeah, I'll ask Osiris if he's willing to... Are, are you willing to plug in and talk to your god... Excuse my... God? Um, uh, I tune with the environment. Yes, could you... Communicate with it? See... What are we... Well, see whether there's something foreign in this area, I suppose. Yeah, something non-organic. In this area. He points at you guys. I found them. My apologies. Um, <laughs> something that might be buried underground. Or wrapped up. Or wrapped up. We got a big, uh, we got a big thing in the sky that sees stuff like, uh, that sees all sorts of weird things for gods and magic. And uh, it said there was something like us right around here. Specifically, according to what we uh, were saying, down underneath all this. Kind of just shrugs and kneels down next to one of the cables and kind of just grabs a smaller one and plugs into the back of his head because his eye is healing up, which he notices but just didn't mention. Just didn't talk about it. <laughs> it's just. Don't take it outside. So what happens when you hang out with gods? Yeah, the, the bioluminescent patches on him, like the cat striping basically, start like going in like bright different sequences. Kind of like how uh, deep sea squids do, like vampire squids. Okay. They'll do that thing where they kind of like. Project ideas. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know what you're looking for. 
anything that doesn't look like it, it fits in this planet. Well, maybe we could start playing the signal to him, like the, what we've been picking up, just isolated yeah, and that's a good idea. convey to them. Okay, yeah, and with your translating, going through him, going to the planet, um, he unplugs the, the vine, the the song. That's the song of the, uh, the our, our prime city. Prime is your wood prime. that's got the, the big wood in our culture. Yeah. Prime, prime is a very important word in our culture. He, he like gestures like uh, to the floating island and like under it, it's like under there. Can we go there? You know the song, so you belong. Perfect. Thank you. He like follows you. I was born here. Oh, it is lovely. Sisters, it's lovely here. That was before the night terrors came, and we had to the, the we had to the, move the barrier in place. We like gestures at the floating island. Huh. We should deal with that before we leave this planet. What? What do you mean by deal with it? Because that could have well, many implications. I mean, Captain Grievous owes me a favor. And I'm on good terms with Osiris now. We could try and broker some sort of peace for The Night Terrors can't be negotiated with. They're soulless monsters. Yeah, it's funny. It's pretty much said the same thing about, about, about you guys. We can we can't kill them. They don't seem to have the same problem. Hmm. I mean, we all know what the soul is, and there's like, you know, there's spark casing, and so on and so on. Do you have yeah. a... as well? Maybe you can do some communications here. Yeah. Uh, the, my understanding is that the primary reason these guys, these guys are here... Well, let's, let's put a pin in solving their... <laughs> entire world problems. Entire world problems right now. Let's figure out... First, let's check in oh, yeah, the signal, signal. Destroy and then let's, uh, <laughs> let's go... Uh, well, Solve like, their problem. That sense. sounds like something it would take more than a few minutes to, to you know, yeah. One of the directors, you know, don't get involved in politics and what have you. Okay. <laughs> he walks you through the cable forest down below. Um, as you go into this crevice, it looks like this used to be like an ancient seabed of some sort, and this used to be like a Marianas trench. So there's lots of cliff sides and and scaling walls that have been dug into with the cables feeding in and out of them, and it looks like a city built on the side of cliffs. Like there are homes and stuff here. Oh, well. You know, stone to early agricultural age, which you guys only know of because of his terrariums, because yeah. you guys didn't have a stone age. <laughs> Unless you listen to Cup. <laughs> See, normal Cybertronian, um, objectively correct dogma teaches you, teaches us that Primus created Cybertron <laughs> and then created a bunch of stuff and then eventually created you in his image wholly formed and ready to be lead and be the Titans of the Galaxy you are. If you listen to Cup, who even though he's older than all of you jackasses, and probably has met some of the Primes, because he's just that old, he believes in an agnostic origin of Cybertronian life, where this was a metal planet that once had tribes of springs and gears and sprockets and cogs that would war with each other independently, and eventually they started working together and forming into more complex life. Single part organisms form together into multi part organisms. 
What a bunch of horse shit. Yeah, that guy's crazy. <laughs> cup is a crazy person. Don't listen to him. That's why he's a freaking cop. He, he once oh. stated that the, the war between the Autobots and Decepticons originally was Cup's rogues versus the Decepticons, <laughs> but then he was convinced to uh, change the branding and the name. By uh, some by, by some by, by some nevish librarian who ended up leading it. Why using his old name? He's supposed to be piece of shit now. <laughs> Everyone knows that one, right? Uh, what? Robot chicken. She yeah. good. It's like, wow! I look like a gold bug when they rejuvenate Bumblebee. Oh uh, yeah, because I used the gold like, bug yeah, toy. I've, and I feel like a feel like a piece of crap. Very well. From now on, you will be known as piece of shit. <laughs> Cup showed up in the last game, and he was the best. Nitro Zeus was the best. Okay, Nitro Zeus was really good. And it's a shame that he can't be present. Can he? X-Files theme plays. So, we... Uh, yeah, you found the hidden city. This is the place. This is full of his people. Like, full of it. Like, oh, there's like a couple hundred thousand people here. Are they all as big as him, or...? No, but some are different. Like, there's different... Okay. I guess the term would be what? Clades? Phenotypes? Breeds. Uh, <laughs> little eugenics war Kanunian sings. <laughs> I mean, clades, clades is a pretty good term for this. Yeah. This is the Prime City. The, the original home. Wow. Yeah, people are freaking out. But, like, they seem to be with him, and... There's stuff happening. People are talking. So there's got to be uh, some kind of central, uh, central location. Uh, can we yeah. weed out some of the stuff in the scanner? Maybe take a look around. My scan is still a little jump, a little jumpy in this. Yeah, sounds like we should be looking closely. Those got good sense. Oh, working on me. I got plus two. Within. We'll work together. Okay. So. <clears throat> Looking closely. Oy. Uh, that'll be a six. Plus two, making it an oh, eight. Oh, an eight. Yes, perfect. Thank you. Find out one of the questions the hard way. <clears throat> you find out one of the answers the hard way. Um, get to ask three questions. Oh boy. <laughs> War were declared. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to pause real no. quick. <clears throat> we're back. Okay, um, so using my scanner, am I able to pinpoint The signal is broadcasting heaviest from whatever seems to be the communal meeting place of this place. Okay. So, um, is something hidden or out of place? What looks suspicious about the communal? Like, what? And what was your third question? I, I think I can only ask... You asked three? And yeah, then I find yeah, out. you asked three. You oh, find you out find one out one. So, okay, um... Maybe so, ask, like, what's the actual source of it? Is it the actual Cybertonia? Is it just as the relay? Like, what's... Yeah, that's well, that, that's why I said what's out of place. What's, like, what's going on there. Um, and ask then... Yeah. Where is this the Cybertronian signal coming from? Would be a... Uh, that's the be central a, meeting place. Yeah. He just said like, that. what? Is and the, then... What's, what's generating yeah, what? Alright, so uh, I'll do the, 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 the hard way of that later into this conversation we're about to okay. have. Yeah. Not just immediately, you know, I can delay it. Yep. 
Okay, so a lot of these aliens are coming up to you guys, not really wanting you to come into their home because you're monsters. That's fair. You're demons from the sky. <laughs> That's fair. You're to kill them. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of signs of injuries on some of these people, like the ones that are clearly warriors, the ones that are clearly refugees. Um, yeah, uh, they're they're approaching you, arguing with Osiris. It looks like Osiris probably shouldn't have brought you here. That's fair. I'm I'm making very like peaceful, like, calming kind of gestures and just trying to be respectful. Osiris gesturing to his eye in the gold. I'm playing <laughs> that gold. I'm playing that song on my radio. The song. <laughs> they understand the song of the city. They belong here. Anyone who does, does. That's the rule. And they're going back. Monsters, they're night terrors, they came from the sky, they've tricked you. Uh, I'm gonna start tending to some of the refugees. They, they shy away from you. They're scared of you. Uh, are you doing yet? Are you gonna have uh, Screamo do some, do some repairs? That's my plan. Uh, so maybe you should talk to Osiris and get him to. Yeah. Osiris, can you tell these people I'm a doctor? You say through Peter, through him. <laughs> He's a doctor. He gestures over to one of them. They're long and willowy and have like um, the same kind of like jungle colorations, which are a lot of like greens and blues and avatar color schemes, guys. This isn't yeah. hard. Yep. But they're like tall, willowy. Um, they're wearing what looks like a plague doctor mask made out of like petrified wood. And uh, there's, you know, multiple eyes, asymmetrical. These guys are really asymmetrical. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, one has a long set of eyes on one side, the other one has, like, only a couple, but they're in, like, a different configuration, like, constellations. That you can see kind of glowing out from the mask, and it approaches to talk to you. Through Peter. Yep, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Mermaids can't breathe there. Right? <laughs> You're a healer? I am. What good is your healing? We're not made of night terror. Uh, True, but uh, I've studied organics. I'm responsible for these people here. If I let you work on them, or if I let you try to heal them and you harm them, it'll be my fault. Cyrus didn't used to have two eyes. He pulls something from behind his um, cloak, or like that might be like tied up in like a tendril or a tail, and it looks like a um, your-sized firearm. And he shoots himself in the arm. Okay. And then tosses the gun into a pit somewhere, like all, all over the edge of the city into the pit. <laughs> he just kind of puts it out there, like he he has his arm like fate like outstretched away from him, looking at you. I'm going to use a use of my healing kit. To actually do it properly. Like, like sit down and be like, Bzzz. Yeah. And, uh... Bio-regeneration and stuff. Yeah, have... Have Screamo do, like, the 3D scan. And, uh... Restructure his arm. Yeah, these aliens so, are weird. Um, you're getting to look at, like, their internal structures. So, muscle tissue, um, normal... Like, everything's normal for organics. But, um, their... Their nervous system is a lot more like, uh, fiber optics. Like, speed of light travel, there's various parts on them that look like they'd almost be access ports if they were mechanical. 
uh, and their bones are weaved in like carbon nanotubes. Which that's 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 pretty advancing for Cybertronian tech, you know, post autocracy. Yeah. Being able to like do nanotech, that's tricky. You have a very interesting internal structure. It was a gift from God. God gives good gifts. The the alien nods and kind of just like flexes and looks at the damage and pokes at it. Doesn't leave scars or anything. How it, does it look fine? Oh yeah. yeah, that works much better than the weld the welding gun and the hot resin. <laughs> Let's not talk about your accident. Like he kind of like makes a sort of gesture to the people to be like, no, I, it's good in their culture. I'll go around and start tending to them. Hello, uh, the alien will hang out with you. Okay. The alien's name is Thoth. Thoth. Can I forge a bond with him? Um, you're gonna be helping these people pretty much the whole time. How much use does a heal kit do you have? Two. Like left? No. One left? Yes. What else do you got for uses? Give me a bone here. Who's got Screamo for can heal one? Can one straight up right for scene? Yeah, I can. I can heal once per scene with Screamo. Alright, if you spend a use of heal for Screamo, I will say that's spread over these people because they don't require quite the same amount of healing that you guys do. Uh, and you can forge a bond with him. Okay. Alright, um. Yeah, people are impressed. They liked that. Like, they're, you know, you're obviously all involved because you have to travel in a group because only one of you speaks the language. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Thoth is Thoth. You know, like, he, he kind of gives that deferral gesture and makes that cog symbol and goes to all our one. To all our one. That sounds familiar. Did I make it too subtle? Oh, the other leaders of this community kind of come together, talk to Thoth and um, Osiris, and start kind of huddling up. Um, well, it looks like, I don't know how to, pardon me, um, one that's dressed up like a warrior, but not like a big bulky brawler like uh, Osiris was, but they're more like kind of regal, um, almost ceremonial armor built to intimidate. It almost kind of looks like it's, you know, have you guys seen the new Dark Crystal? Uh, most Some of it. There's a Skeksia called the Hunter. <clears throat> yeah. That's, instead of being played by a Muppet, it's a suit actor and it looks way scarier because they have a lot more they can do with a suit actor in there. Um, it looks kind of like that, like ceremonially built to look intimidating, even incorporating some of those mech suit metals into the design. Hmm. Neat. We've decided that you'd be, you're allowed to stay here. That's Thank very you. generous of you. We have to all band together in this time of darkness as the night terrors come. You can stay here with us and have our shelter. Very appreciated. We don't have caves quite big enough for you in the normal levels, but down below there are some places you could live. We'd actually like to, and I gesture at the like ceremonial eating. So, so the ceremonial area is looks like a larger version of Stonehenge, made of that petrified plant material, yeah. and it looks like it's more like an auditorium, or like a like a presentation area, or maybe yeah. almost like a church. But it's open concept, open air. It's it's one of those platforms on the on the wall that's been you know ceremonialized and decorated and given like ceremony and, and importance. That's what you're gesturing to. Yeah, I'm 
if it's at all possible, we'd like to just look in there for a moment as... Of course. You should come tune with us. Perfect. You're here now. Like, they make their way over, like, uh, around the time that you figure would be a, a ritualized time of day when, like, there, there's, there's, you know, the one yellow star and the gas giant. They kind of yeah. line up in a way to make a sort of regular eclipse because you're on a moon. Yeah. And they, they, yeah, they all gather around. They plug themselves in and make various... Um, the pattern they're sitting on is a pattern for, like, a stylized Cybertronian cog. Okay. Interesting. You guys are allowed to be kind of like in the middle of it, basically. Yeah. They, they vaguely understand that you can't do what they're doing, but they'll like start doing their ritual where they talk to each other through the network. Okay. That's where you're going to learn the hard way about the Cybertronian <laughs> signal. Uh, because they all kind of, like they're simultaneously moving away. Again, that scene from Avatar, this isn't yeah. subtle. Yeah. Um, they all kind of stop and kind of like all start lying down like they're passing out. Um, and there's a large quake coming from the area around you. Uh, I think something just is just is either waking up or is it coming like is it like a quake of like like from above or from below? From below the planet. I think, I think it's waking up. Yeah. So a, a large plant matter uh, like flower pod or Venus flytrap pod kind of rises up from the crevice below and kind of uh, just unfurls itself. Like an elevator. I'm just gonna get into it. Yeah, okay. It's big enough to hold you guys and maybe ten other Cybertronians. Huh. Yeah. That's huge, yeah, okay. This, this is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is, a, this is um, the Grand Canyon you're in. <clears throat> okay, I'm legitimately curious. Uh, yeah. Little concerned, I gotta admit. Not scared, not scared. Not me, but little concerned. Curiosity, scrap the microbot. Well, call it. <laughs> Question is, are they a victim or are they cursor here? <coughs> yes. Down you guys go. Yeah. Yep. So you'll travel down for a while, uh, a long while, but what do you guys care, right? It's going at a pretty good clip. Let me just pause for a sec. And we're back. Um, you eventually, the plant brings you down to a small crevice at the bottom of the canyon that usually looks like it's blocked off by plants and whatnot. Um, you go down further into the actual planet itself and eventually start feeling like thermal energy from the planet's core. And, uh, that's when you hear it. That telltale sign of a T-cog spooling up. The, uh, the platform stops and the large sort of root system inside starts uh, shifting and changing, snapping itself off in some areas and unplugging like large machine coax cables covered in plant material as yeah, it reconfigures to become a large humanoid presence, Hun like 10 to 100 times bigger than you guys, the size of a titan. Oh. Uh, yeah, the pretender shell for the plant material breaks open, and you're you're staring uh, at a Cybertronian Titan. Uh, female patterned, uh, lots of kind of greens and grays, and uh, sort of like 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 flower colorations on her. Uh, that same kind of stoic face uh, plate that most larger Cybertronians have, but it's kind of built to look like a, a tree trunk. Yep. I am Botanica. 
what are you doing on my moon? We heard your signal. Came to check it out. You did not come with the others in orbit. No. Fortuitous. So have you been here since, uh, have you, how long have you been here? Did you miss the war? What war? Oh, wow. Which war? Yeah. <laughs> the war. Which the war? Do, does she have an Autobot or nope. Decepticon? Nah. <laughs> Those powered Tron lines just going all around her. None of, none of them are built into that. Um, have you heard of Megatron? Yes, one of the Primes. The next Megatron? Yes, one of the Primes. <laughs> Take the namesake of the original. The next, next one. <laughs> we start narrowing it down, I guess. Things, yeah, basically just things went... Pre-autocracy, probably yeah. Knights of Cybertron era. The Golden okay. Age. Mm, okay. The Star League. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Um, I am Botanica. This is my world. Apologize for landing here. We were worried that there was an auto... Uh, Cybertronian in distress. No, I'm not in distress. Wonderful. Well, it's good to know you are safe. Nice place you got yet. Yes. It was. It's unfortunate that it'll have to be purged. Purged? Outside contaminants are damaging the ecosystem. If I can't prevent it, I'll have to start over. Hmm. Oh, she uh, needs those miners. Yeah. Um. Well, they're part of the league. It's gonna be a problem. Yeah, I. We will do what we can to talk to them. That would be excellent. It'd be a shame to have to start over, especially with such promising results. May I ask what you are attempting? This is my world. Yes, but with the uh, the organic life forms up there, it's quite interesting how they can connect to you. I was looking to improve the organic, the uh, biosophon state, make them more in line with the great shape of the Lord of Change. Incredible. Do you mind if I take a copy of some of your research? The research is inside of me. Hmm. It's part of my cog cognition module. Hmm. I haven't really had the need for a laboratory. I have a world. Valid. Rover's just kind of like, oh, the dream. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, we should uh, warn you about uh, something uh, that might be heading oh, its way, too. Yes. Real problem in a couple uh, in a couple thousand cycles, maybe. Maybe less. Mm, maybe more. I don't know how yeah. far. So we'll explain this one. Yeah. Mm. Bio-Titan bio parasites. They are a problem in this galaxy. Easy enough to prevent if you manipulate the local gas giants. Hmm. That's good to know. Uh, we'll take notes on anything she Her, knows. Basically, the, the planet has uh, engines on it that allows you to push it into the gas giant uh, when the need arises, and you just change the gas giant's atmosphere to be caustic to those creatures. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, how did you get out here? I was part of one of the original exploration colonies during our during the the night's great plan to uplift the galaxy. 
move it away from its dark ages. I was given full access to research facilities and experimental retro retrofitting technology. It allowed me to become one with this moon. Really cool. Well, you missed a lot of weird stuff down on Cybertron. I've been off, I've not been in home. I've not been back to Homeworld for several galactic turns. Uh, yes. <laughs> kind of looking around, like, do we tell? <laughs> do we tell her about the Holocaust? <laughs> uh, Maybe it'll be she, fixed by the time she gets there. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. happy with you. Yeah, so. she's. Uh, I'm not the one going to tell her. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, I will leave a, a quick note on like Waspinator and the Septicons because they're exact. We should probably leave leave at least that much information just so that just in case. Yeah, yeah there are some. This site is bad. <laughs> yeah, a little more likely to just sort of. They are more aggressive. Oh, there was a civil war. Yes. Um. Very well. Okay. Well, we'll have to. We will negotiate yeah. with the miners. See. We will leave you in peace. Okay. It was nice conversing with fellow Cybertronians. Do you mind if we uh, mention, uh, in case someone wants to talk to you back to the uh, 12 people, otherwise we'll just keep it keep it on the download. Their awareness of me is, they, they have an awareness of my presence here, but it need not be complicated with specifics. Oh yeah, I meant odd people too, just in case someone wants to come uh, say hi. Smaller Cybertronians are more of a nuisance than anything. They're loud and noisy. Okay. Hmm. We'll keep this Please, one out of the Exactly, right? <laughs> that's, that's exactly what you guys are to her. Uh, it's like, comrade, comrade, comrade. Wee you, wee you, comrade. That's all she's hearing. Wee you, wee you. So I guess we're wrapping here. Yeah, we'll wrap here because here, here's the setup I'll give you guys. If you care about the people of this planet, I don't know if you do or not. I do. Uh, these people are going to be wiped out real hard if these aliens keep interfering. Mostly because they're trying to strip mine this planet. Yeah. Yep. And if they keep doing that, Botanica's just going to wipe the surface. Yeah. She has a very efficient way of doing it too. She'll drive this place into the gas giant. Yeah. Which will also stop the strip mining. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, see, on one hand, fighting the good fight is always good. On the other hand, this is Avatar, and literally the most comp one of the most common complaints of Avatar is, gee, Jake, why didn't you just, you know, do what literally the whole reason they got you to do that thing and say, hey, they just want this mi this this mineral stuff. Yeah, he did a terrible job of explaining things, but the problem here is you've got to get these people off this planet. Because it's not that, you know, they want to mine the mineral, it's that the planet will literally kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. So he's a chill pill. Yeah. So yeah, you know, you could do the Avatar thing and do an extended fight against the uh, the miners and the security company. You can negotiate. There's like a character on the mothership that's like part of a company you can talk to. Yeah. There, there. You can talk to the people here. Maybe ferry them all onto a we ship. Could, like, all right, Botanica, nuke this place. We could lead a desperate <laughs> guerrilla war and convince them they have to come down and lead a desperate guerrilla war involving like. You know, stakes on ropes and sticks on ropes and falling rocks and. I mean, you have a ship in orbit. Yeah, but we sort of have to do we it have this a way. Gun no, we, aren't we like contractually obliged to? You can do it however you want. <laughs> like, like literally, you can do this however you want. I made it so it didn't have to be endlessly doing a fight. 
We're trying, we're trying to do what Fellowship wants us to do. We're sick. You talk this shit out. Well, I mean, I, I've set up. I have connections now yeah. between some people. And and boss, you me a favor. The, the security company has stuff going on, and so does the mining company. Like, yeah. like the, the the most common. St- it's been ten years. The most common responses to the problems of Avatar, I've kind of sketched out a little. Yeah. Like it's a little more three dimensional than like. There's that scene in Avatar with the briefing room where there's an American flag in the background, and the first five guys in the row are like angry, overweight rednecks with shotguns that. Uh, Red media pointed out ten years ago. Yeah. You know, tricking into thinking the military is bad, even though they are objectively bad, yes, of course. But like, <laughs> okay. the movie is not that complex. James Cameron wrote it in the 80s and based it off of, like, John Carter or Mars. There's not a lot going on here. But with that said, I guess we'll wrap for the night. So, I was Devin. Tyler. Ian. Be there. Mark. And this is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off. <laughs>